What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Strange Road. Hey. We have a swap cast today. Swap? Swap cast, cast today. I'm Mikey. This is Bub. Hey. As always, we going? have uh, Stoner on the ones and twos hitting all the magical buttons. The wizard. To make all this stuff look cool. Uh, we really have an awesome show. Uh, Jeremiah Byron from Bigfoot Society, right? everybody. What's Jeremiah, up, Jeremiah? What's happening, man? Great. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. Glad to be here. So cool. We, uh, you popped it. We were at CryptidCon and got a little tap on the shoulder, and I turned around, and uh, you introduced yourself, and we chatted a little bit briefly, but I've been kind of keeping in communication a little bit on Instagram. Okay. And yep. uh, I was like, man, it'd be so awesome to have you on and and get to know you and hear all about the stuff you're doing on all of your platforms. You're, you're crushing yeah. it, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was. It was, Cryptica was so much fun because it's like you never know who you're gonna run into there. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. the Strange Road guys. And I was like, yeah, totally need to meet them for a few minutes. It, it was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Glad we made that connection. Um, but uh, you know, this episode is could go in so many different directions. That's a good uh, you thing. You know, Jeremiah's into a lot of awesome things. Good. Um, and I know, you know, just the amount of uh, volume of people you've talked to when it comes to cryptids and, uh, you know, encounters and eyewitness testimony. So we're really, really excited to hear uh, some of that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this being a swap cast. Right. Um, Jeremiah, uh, you know, we can talk about... How did you get started in all of this? Were yeah. you always yeah, interested ab- as a kid or? So um, it, it's, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of that kind of story where, you know, I grew up as a little kid uh, watching weird stuff with my dad. Uh, nice. Reruns of like In Search Of and yes. Um, Unsolved yes. Mysteries. A lot of unsolved mysteries. Yeah. Wednesday like, nights. You know, looking through my fingers. Like, <laughs> uh, you know. My mom and dad and would leave I'm, on those nights. And yeah. we would be home alone. And that was like <laughs> the only thing to watch. Mm-hmm. And it was like, God, I want to watch it. But I'm going to be spooky. freaked out. Yeah. Lock the doors. Exactly. Then I kind of um, went away. Like my high school years, I was like, eh. But then early 20s or mid 20s who knows it's it all jumbles together after you know when you get to that age um i ended up working at apple for about five six years Hmm. and um, there's a lot of weird people that work at apple and they're awesome so uh met some buddies there and we would talk about like all sorts of like cryptid stuff and just the weird stuff right and I was reading the paper one day and I was like, oh man, we got cryptids next to us in Iowa. Yeah. And hmm. so um, after that, I started listening to, you know, different podcasts. But I was like, man, I really feel like I feel like I could do this maybe a little bit better. At around yeah. the same time, my buddy Andrew was involved with Seth from uh, Small Town Monsters. Okay. Um, he was doing the uh, camera work for terror in the skies. And so he, he invited me to go to a shoot where they were interviewing a few people for that documentary in Des Moines. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I figured I'd just be watching off to the side. And at the last minute he was like, okay, 
I need you to pretty much be the guy off camera who gets them to say different things through your questions <laughs> and we're going to cut your stuff out. And I was like, whoa. And this was like five minute warning. And I was like, wow. okay, let's, let's do it. Throw and to like the wolves. Halfway through that <laughs> yeah. Halfway through that experience. I was like, man, I love to do this. Like, yeah, I've never interviewed people, but I absolutely love this. And so, um, yeah, after that, I was like, man, I download anchor and start talking to myself and my phone. And then I started <laughs> having people on and, I think we're about like 196 episodes into it. Wow. Uh, it's about three, uh, three, four years started in 2019. Wow. So good for you, man. Dude, that's yeah. awesome. That's excellent. It's crazy. It's been an adventure. So at what point did you really start getting into the, cause the short form videos that you do are just great. Um, I know you're TikTok and Instagram mm. and, and doing the YouTube shorts. Is that something that you've kind of recently been focusing on? Um, but, you know, in addition to the podcast. Yeah. So the, the podcast has really changed into something more because the trick is, is that in order to, to have people come and listen to your podcast, you have to be where the platforms are that have the eyes. So right now the organic reach is over on TikTok. So I've been trying to hit that hard and become like the Bigfoot guy over there. Mm -hmm. So I've been making all these videos over there to do with like, you know, Bigfoot encounters. Those do really well, Bigfoot history. And then I'll download those and then repost those on YouTube shorts, which is very popular right now in Instagram reels. All those, um, yep. nine, I think it's nine by 16 dimension, um, short form videos. Those are like really getting thrown out there from yeah. the platforms and that's how you're gonna get an audience right now yeah absolutely well dude keep it up because that stuff is just awesome like I, I really enjoy every time you know we're notified we see them uh mainly i see them your, your shorts on youtube uh, but there's constantly content you're putting out um so you know keep that up and i see the direction uh, it's just the, it's a lot the of work. guests are, are killer. Um, and yeah. you know, it's just been really cool to kind of see from a distance over the years of kind of where, cause I know we, you were one of the first people we followed, uh, psychology, oh, cool. awesome. Bigfoot yeah. society. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's, uh, gosh, confessionals. So yeah. yeah. Oh, he's so good. Tony's yeah. great. Yeah. So, you know, what you decided to really just go down the rabbit hole with this stuff. And I, it was a, kind of a slow process, I imagine. Yeah. And then, you know, at, at a certain <laughs> point, is there somebody, something that you experienced or somebody that you met where you're like, oh, God, this is all real? Or what oh, was that one a, thing? That's where a good question. You um, got pulled. What was that? Uh, what was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I feel what you're saying. Um, as I started to get relationships uh, with some solid people, and um, I, I cover different cryptid things, I cover different high strangeness things, but I, I focus a lot on Bigfoot because, again, yeah. a lot of people are into Bigfoot right now, and I love it too. So as I started to get these like solid relationships with people like Tate Hieronymus, um, Alex Petikoff, 
from Beyond the Trail, where I like really talk to these guys a lot. I'm like, oh yeah. man, there could be something uh, to this stuff, you know? Yeah. Like this isn't just mm-hmm. a video you're watching on the internet. Like this is actually like people are are going hardcore into this. Right. And Tate was always like, dude, we got to get you out in the field. We got to get you out in the field. And if I could tell a little story for oh, a bit. Oh, please do. Um, so he finally gets me out in the field last summer uh, around, I want to say around August. Uh, and this is in, uh, this is in Iowa. We have a, a, there's a place he goes to research. So he brings me out there for a weekend and, you know, I've got, I, I'm doing the, I've got the audio gear. He's got all the gear and we're just hanging out in the campsite. And, um, I'm by the fire one night, the 110 heat index, so hot. Ooh, and yeah. I'm trying to get used to that. He's yeah. in his truck taking a nap because we're going to be out late doing stuff. But I'm by the fire because I don't know enough to like, I need to take a nap. I'm just hanging out. I'm on my phone because we were out in the woods, but I still had cell signal. So I was like on my phone. And all of a sudden to my left, I hear like this. I was like, well, what was that? And I wasn't sure if it was a knock or not. The, the thing about that is I didn't get it on film and no one else heard it. But the next night, the temp dropped by about 30 degrees and we were out hang, hanging out around the fire. All of a sudden, 30 feet in front of us in the woods, this huge tree gets pushed over. And I'm like, Tate, was that a firework? He's like, dude, what are you talking about? There's no wow. fireworks it out just, nowhere. Like a crack. It's a huge tree. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, he gets up and he's like, I'm going to start doing wood knocks against the tree in camp. I'm like, dude, oh go for it. So oh he like starts hitting the tree. Less than a minute later, we get a return knock uh, to the right of our camp. Like what felt like maybe a hundred feet into the woods. Wow. And stuff was just like going back and forth all night. And we were like, I was like, this is nuts. This is actually real. Wow. Wow. Fast wow. To I hadn't an audio recorder going all night long. So I got seven hours of, of audio. Nice. And when I, the next few weeks I was going through it, cause it takes a long time to go through that audio. Mm-hmm. We hit three forty-five AM in the morning and knocks start happening again. Oh my All gosh. over the place. I was like, uh, but here's, here's the thing guys. You're intense. Tate. So Tate's in his truck sleeping. I'm okay. in a tent by myself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's important. So I'm Damn. in the tent. <laughs> this is what you capture on audio. Yeah. You capture the tent zipper being unzipped. What? I didn't leave the tent at all that night. So now I'm like, what's happening? Like Bigfoot doesn't open tents zippers. You were asleep. But the, I was asleep. But the thing is, is that I interviewed people in the months after that, that actually had stories about like Bigfoot messing with their tents and unzipping tent zippers and what? unzipping food in their campsites. Wow. And I was like, Oh my goodness, what happened that night? This is nuts. Right. So yeah, that, I would that say, like, <laughs> I would say that would push you pretty solid in one direction of, you know, you're already doing that it, but I mean, me. you, you know, having that personal experience. Yeah. And even if it's just audio, you know, it's sound like 
you know, you don't, you're not seeing something rise up from beyond, which that would be a whole nother level, but it's still like, not handle that. How do you, how yeah. do you, it's like close encounters of, you know, this kind of, that kind of, this kind of, back and forth, Bigfoot, right? Like there's close encounters of, you see a footprint kind, and then there's, yeah. Like the video I saw where the lady's like, I don't know what was going on, but you see this creature and their dog won't go that way. And it's like, I don't know, yeah. you know, <laughs> th- there's scales to it, right? There's no one way to slice the encounter or the experience, I guess, is what I'm saying. And I think each level has its own uniqueness. Sometimes it's like, I'd rather just see it and know rather than, you know, your own mind making it up too, and like not making it up, but like, uh, absolutely in absence of having it there in front of you, you're left to go on. So that thing pushed a tree over. It has to be this big. Like, you know, it's not me doing it. It's not Mike doing it. It's not a grizzly yeah. bear doing it even, right? Like, if you're in that area. But it's a big creature that is incredibly strong doing it. So what kind of tree so are we was... talking, Jeremiah? Sorry. Uh, what what kind of tree? Yeah, like yeah. a sapling? Something that, you know, and where Sounds did it like snap? Was it at a point where it was so... pretty high off the ground of where it broke? Did you guys see the next no, day? It was, it was um, imagine. Um, so it was like, it was a full tree getting pushed over. Like, okay. a, you know, imagine like a dead tree, like around this diameter. Yeah. Imagine that falling over the noise you would hear. Like mm. it was, 35 it foot was tree. Enough where I was like, that's a, that's a, that's gotta be a firework. And Tate was like, wow. dude, no fireworks out here. Just is where we're out there big time. You guys didn't so, go investigate uh, yeah. that tree's location, did you? Like, did you go we, in the direction of the actually, noise? No. Okay. I wondered if it fell over, if it snapped in half. That's a, you know, that's kind a of great a, question, though. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's great. I never knew that you was a Bigfoot show. sign. Well, they, they, they bend them over, right, Jeremiah, to kind of point sometimes direction or markers where they'll kind of so snap some, them over into yeah, these some A's. some people hold... Some people hold that, uh, you know, they will make uh, t- tree structures right. or they will actually um, have a sort of language by the way that you see saplings like formed in an X or bent over yeah. things of that nature. Like there, there's, yeah, there's quite a few people that, that hold that. Yeah. Let me ask your opinion on something real quick. We were in right. um, Sequoia National Park, my wife and I and friends of ours two years Ooh. ago. Um, okay. And I know about the heat index you were talking about earlier. We were on Lake Havasu for like three nights on a houseboat, and it was 118 mm-hmm. degrees. And the coldest Ugh. it got was like 100 at 6 a.m. But we're up in Sequoia National Park for two days. And I think it was on two days. I know it was on one day for sure. I heard a tree go down that if you're in Sequoias, and I don't know how big the tree was, but I could feel the ground shake. Oh, man. And I was oh, like, wow. okay, cool, and never thought anything of it. And not that I think Sasquatch is pushing those over, but again, that kind of like, even on the scale of proximity, if it's close to you and it's a 30, 40 foot tree, if it's got enough weight, especially if it's a live tree or, you know, something with some heft Mm -hmm. to it, I mean, even that's going to make an impact that you hear it and you might possibly feel it. Like, do you think it's a warning or a, hey, I'm here? You know, it's such an interesting thing to, to think about because the tricky thing with Bigfoot is that we don't have the ability to talk to them and be like, okay, how are you guys communicating? But it's like, if it's a creature, creatures communicate in different ways. There Mm -hmm. has has to be ways they're communicating. Right. Why isn't, 
pushing over trees like that, one of those ways, you know, definitely knocking uh, people have heard rock clacking, mm. uh, wood knocks. Uh, there's also, you know, a myriad of different uh, vocalizations, you know, like right. the Ohio howl and who knows what those mean. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think it, it very well could be uh, some sort of, uh, you know, maybe a warning call. Maybe that's a way that like, if you guys were in the area and they're like, Hey, we just saw a human. This is the easy way for me to tell you, I'm going to push over a tree. I mean, yeah. Who knows? Stay back. Yeah. Stay yes, back. Stay back. Oh, over here, you're not welcome. I, yeah, I think I'm There's, staying back. And uh, for both reasons, if our... I think it's a Sasquatch or not, a tree just fell over. Do I want to walk where a tree just, you know, maybe it's a kind of a double I'm... entendre of threats of maybe it's natural, maybe it's Bigfoot. Yeah. But maybe they're just also kind of trying to, obviously they don't like to be seen. So I'm just going to kind of warn you from a distance with a very long reach. Yeah, exactly. I'm, you know, or throw a boulder and at that's you what or the... throw a big rock at you or. Right, you hear the stories. Exactly, the exactly. Rocks. Yeah, like up in um, the Pacific Northwest, like the Olympic Project, specifically, mm-hmm. like you know the area with the nests up there, the Bigfoot nests. Like they would find areas where, you know, it's almost like they would have sentries up on the ridges that could see the nests. And uh, I believe it was Shane Corson found like uh, um, uh, some rocks that could be used for clacking together. And who's who knows? Like if that's wow. a way that, like you know, one of the sentries is warning the others if mm-hmm. a human gets in the area, right. and you know, it, like how smart are these creatures? We don't know. Right. But sounds like a rock falling off the side of the cliff on another rock, or you know, a very nondescript noise, mm-hmm. unless you know the cadence and you know right. um, overall. Uh, what do I want to say? Strength of that clap and kind of are tuned into that you know right. language. Um, yeah, yeah I, thank absolutely. you for answering that. I feel like they're more human than they are animal for sure. I mean, some of those vocalizations, it's, it really does sound like a language and like some sort of, uh, you oh, know, yeah. almost Japanese. Oh, the samurai sound. Yeah. Yeah. Chuntering, as one lady describes it on the Sasquatch. I love the Sasquatch Chronicles. I don't know if you ever listen to them, Jeremiah, if you've ever heard him. But <laughs> his intro with yeah. the, the little British woman, they were chuntering away. Yeah. My wife gets a kick out of that every time. I love it. God, it's so funny. But yeah, that's a very unique uh, clip of audio to hear if you've gone, oh, yeah, I've heard the hoops and whatever. And then right. you go, what is that? You know, the absolutely. samurai chatter? Yeah. And, and everything? Yeah. Can I try Can I try something? I, I try whatever you want. to play something yeah. right oh, now. Oh, please do. Yeah, do it. Let's let's try it. Let's try it. This, awesome. this is fire a in the hole. You got yeah. your new piece we'll of gear, it. man. Let's let's use it. Watch out, it. Kyle. Here it comes. <laughs> oh, it's you're sending it to Kyle. Let me know if you can hear that. No, I don't hear it. Okay, never mind it. Don't worry, kids. Just Google uh, Sierra Sounds, and you'll hear what I was. Uh, Sierra you know, Sounds. Okay. Was. Sierra sounds by Ron Moorhead. And, yeah, uh, it's wild yeah. stuff. Yeah, cool. It is a great clip. That's yeah. the one you're talking about. I yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Absolutely, <clears throat> it is. That's great. Um. So you know. So I I know you're in Iowa now. When you're a kid, mm-hmm. you're you're around that area. Ohio has a lot of legends and weird ancient stuff and 
uh, a lot of different things that, you know, I didn't know about for pretty much until I was in my early 30s and late 20s started realizing how mm-hmm. much stuff was going on in Ohio. Uh, yeah, even very the, little. the cryptids and, um, you know, some of those kind of things. Yeah. Now, where you're from in Iowa, is there anything uh, local legends? Is there any cryptids that are famous um, yeah, yeah, yeah. from um, Iowa? Oh, totally. So, so I moved out to, um, to Iowa about around 2008-ish. I lived in Western Mass before then. So I moved out to Iowa. And as I started to get into things again, I was like, man, there's more weird stuff than people know out here. Yeah. Uh, for example, <clears throat> the main one that people Everywhere. may have heard about is uh, the Van Meter Visitor, which is a winged cryptid that we have. And this is in a town called Van Meter that's about uh, 20 minutes uh, west of the Des Moines central area. Um, the story goes, uh, and I'll kind of paraphrase things, but the story goes that in 1903, uh, around late September, uh, there was a night where all of a sudden this winged creature, uh, looked like an oversized, you know, creature with bat wings, huge bat wings, a horn on its head, uh, that shot out a, a beam of light. Uh, there was a part involved where it was very smelly. Yeah, it was almost like you would picture a pterodactyl, right? I so got a lot pretty of much this, with lasers on its freaking yeah. freaking laser yeah, beams attached laser to their heads. <laughs> <laughs> so this creature starts messing around with Van Meter, which is a small uh, mining community. Okay. Oh, one a mining night, community of uh, my, yeah, that plays coal mining. What? Yeah, coal mining. So it, it gets okay. pretty wild with that later. For sure. Just saying. Uh, Thinking of West Virginia. The, giving me feels. The first night, um, they see the creature hopping around. And there's one night where it is hopping around on the rooftops. It's seen coming down a pole upside down, almost like a parrot would, which is very mm. weird. Mm. I'll say that sounds uh, a little risque. Another, well, it gets even more risque if you can imagine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's another night where the bank manager is inside the bank and he's trying to make sure that everything is uh, is safe. And pretty much he shoots at the visitor from hmm. inside the bank, which doesn't hurt the visitor. Um, and they say they got a footprint, a three-toed footprint of the visitor, but... The thing is, it's never been found. And unfortunately, you know, people out here that are into this, they're like, oh, maybe someday some someone will find the visitor footprint, right? I've talked to all sorts of people, and it, it's if it was a plaster footprint over 100 years, it's probably not going to be around anymore. Right. But if you've got it in, in somebody's garage, private collection, yeah. I would love to see it. Yeah. It's oh, still uh, So we'll fast forward a little bit to eventually things escalate where the visitor flies off to the mine. So there's a mine on the outskirts of town and it's messing with the people out there. There's actually a smaller adolescent Van Meter visitor scene uh, that the townspeople are like going to put a stop to this because it's been messing with them for a few days now. So, 
the people of Van Meter, Iowa get together a posse and they're like, we're going to get all of our boomsticks and get out to this mine and just totally take care of this visitor. Like Beauty and the Beast uh, and Gaston. Like, yeah, yeah. Revving up, like Gaston. <laughs> burn it down, <laughs> kill the beast. Yep. <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry. Yep. It's no, one of my that's favorite a great films analogy. It's really funny. Kid, right? That's I'm just funny. imagining like, man. Gaston. <laughs> this son of a bitch. He's come after us one too many times. Make an example. <laughs> kill the beast. Uh, <laughs> so pretty much the, the visitor is impervious. It can't be hurt. Uh, the Des Moines Register oh. reported this as there was enough firepower to sink the Spanish Armada. So wow. that's how how much they had going on. Uh, pretty much the the visitors, I believe, they escape in the mine, and then they're never seen to, from again, except for a few times uh, in the last few years. There's been weird sightings around Van Meter. Uh, there's been one time when a guy was. Uh, walking a dog, and they find a huge bat-like creature dead on the side of the road. Hmm. Uh, they come back later, the creature is gone. Uh, there's been a report of a uh, pastor on the east side of Des Moines around Colfax that saw a huge flying creature up in the sky. That cryptid is actually referred to as the Colfax dragon, I believe. Hmm. Uh, okay. But it, it's it's close enough so that the guy who saw that was like, oh, that kind of sounds like what this visitor thing was. Mm -hmm. So it's a weird thing. The cool thing, though, is that every year there's a festival about the Van Meter visitor that goes on in Van Meter. On the, uh, this year, it's September 30th. We bring in people. We have a celebration of the legend of the visitor. Uh, Chad amazing. Lewis, who's the author of the book. Got it right what? here. This is a okay, great cool. into this. It Very is the cool. book on it. Oh, uh, wow, you can wow. actually do a walking tour where you walk through the streets of Van Meter. You walk into the bank where the shootout happened, and then you get to walk out and see where the mine was uh, on the outskirts of town. And you get to you can ask Chad questions. It's That's very cool. cool. So yeah, too. Uh, it's it's awesome to have That's an great. event like that happen like yes. twenty minutes away. So oh man, so this is a local legend for you 20 minutes away it's yeah. extremely local wow so what age yeah. do you think you were when you first heard the story is that something all the kids know when they're uh growing up like it's one of the first things oh you no hear? this was when i um this is when i worked at apple so i was like so uh, you just no, came no, he didn't grow up there not right you were okay so it's 20 minutes there. away from where you moved he moved there eight yes. years ago yes yes yeah. got it all good no, I get um, it. Yes, it was. I was an older, well, mid to late twenties. Yeah, say. yeah. I'm just yeah. curious. So they yeah. they were saying they could smell it. Like, yeah, nasty. there were parts during that How week where it was thing? as a defense mechanism, um, kind of like emitting a smell as a defense. It was Jeez. very weird. Did they say how big it was? Like we're talking pterodactyl. I want to say. I want to say it was like oh uh, seven to eight feet tall. They were saying it's always that seven to eight foot tall. Why you gotta be so tall, cryptids? <laughs> eight foot, eight foot. Yeah, wow, it's wild, right? <clears throat> it is like my fear of where um, I grew up. Everybody's so tall, and all the cryptids have to be too. It's just I mean, like not fair, exactly. 
So I've taken that uh, cryptid as my local regional cryptid. And I just, you know, on the podcast, yeah. I have just totally been hyping it up, hyping it up. And the cool thing is that uh, that didn't become, that wasn't unnoticed by the people that run the festival. So oh, cool. I'm actually helping to run the festival now. Of course. <laughs> great. Which is yeah, really a, cool, right? That's Absolutely. an awesome marriage, an awesome man. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So I'm excited. Uh, to help the community and the economy of Van Meter through that. Yeah, so. absolutely. I would Anything love local to like that. that is always a, a, a positive. You oh, yeah. Get people together. Yeah, and so much Especially fun. to have fun doing something like that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, the Mothman Fest, we got to make it to that. Not been there, but I've been to the uh, museum. We had took myself down there. Yeah, been down there. Yeah. Just the, the festival. I haven't made the festival. But the Ohio Bigfoot Conference, Mothman Festival, there's regionally, there's some, some, Awesome stuff kind of happen around us. You guys are in a good area to to see stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I've not seen anything in the wild, but yeah, there's a lot of. Well, we we could. We wanted to drive out to Salt Fork. You could. Yeah. Well, I've been out there. Not I have been to Salt Fork. Yeah, I've been there. Got to hit up Dusty. Oh, you have. Yeah, absolutely. My wife does a lot of uh, hiking and just takes our dog out. So she goes everywhere and anywhere that she can with him. uh, Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure. I know that that would be cool. That's on my list to see for sure. Nice. Mm. When's the last time you were in Ohio? Well, have you been to um, the Bigfoot conference? I haven't. No, but we did drive. We drove through it uh, last year. We took a road trip out to New England, and we did drive through Ohio. Uh, So it drove right past the Salt Fork sign but we could not we couldn't yeah. stop yeah uh, we actually drove right through columbus uh, <laughs> yep you were you on 70 yeah. 70 yeah that's the vein it was east and west there. a lot busier than i thought it was gonna be oh my goodness columbus i was like columbus is that going crazy is nuts dude columbus is yeah. going crazy it's been Ooh. going crazy for the last decade but it's really hit it's kind of a uh, rick moranis uh hyper speed or ludicrous speed yeah we're going plaid i was like get me out of there dude too too busy for this Iowa guy. Too yeah. much for <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. It, it keeps growing. Now in oh, Iowa, yeah. do you guys have any ancient sites like uh any ancient lore or anything that uh temples or mounds? Oh yeah, definitely. So okay. <clears throat> I will preface this by saying this is the one I know about. Okay. Uh that I've actually uh, we have in the northeast section of Iowa, we have what are called the Effigy Mounds National Monument. Uh, it's a collection of um, mounds, uh, most not a you know similar to what you guys have out in Ohio, I believe. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's a really uh, cool area. And unfortunately, the time that I went there, I wasn't into the mindset of all this stuff sure so i was viewing it through a different mindset but right yeah uh, a lot of cool different um you know native american exhibits you can go to and uh, it's just it's very cool so we do have that one thing going uh for ancient stuff yeah and i know i was had a lot of mounds just like ohio where they've just gotten kind of leveled through farming and expansion of mm-hmm. Uh, and I know, you know, Iowa, just like Ohio, has got a lot of uh, agriculture and, you know, soybeans and corn. And over, you know, 200 years, they just kind of went dwindle away and they're lost well, they in get history. Torn apart and whatever. Yeah. 
I uh, I was gonna say I have a fact. Well, in fact, I have an estimate for this from following uh, Leper on Twitter. Yeah. I asked him the other day. I was like, how? Just how many mounds roughly do you estimate in North America, et cetera? He's how like, how many there were? Like a million. Yeah. He's like upwards of a million. Wow. There were easily ten thousand just in Ohio. Yeah. He's we like they're about- they're everywhere because if you follow him on Twitter, it's all he does is post picture of mound 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 in every different state and every different location. You're like, what the? Yep. It's crazy. It's really wild. It's wild. Like Mike was saying, you know, they turned into farmland or they got torn down or, you know, people dug Excavated into them. Or, the yeah. Freemasons and early yeah. antiquarians. <coughs> dig them apart. They're all over it. Yeah. So, it's Jeremiah, just... your, your call-in show, how fun is that? Oh, yeah. And yeah, I want to hear can about you this. Share, can you share any particular <laughs> moment or person that has stuck out? From that Colin show. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that call. So I, I can't remember. I'm like 25 uh, Sundays into this. Okay. 25 Sundays. I think I was I, I, dedicated, dude. I was, uh, I was thinking, like, I can't remember why I started it, but I, I was like, man, there needs to be like an old art, like an old art bell type thing where people yes oh i listen to the archive still yeah <clears throat> exactly i love it so i was going for that and um yeah i've literally have a google voice number that i'm putting out on the internet and um sunday nights from 7 30 to 8 30 p.m central standard you can call in and live on youtube and then i put them up on the podcast afterwards sometimes People call in and share their stories. There's some weird ones, dude. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but it's cool to provide that space. Because <laughs> a lot of them are people where they've not shared their story, you know? Right. Um, right. Let's see. What would be one that comes to But mind? they can remain, like, completely anonymous, correct? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Sure. Like it's a, audio only. To, it's audio only. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Well, that's yep. what I'm saying. Like, some it's people recorded. don't want to be like, hey, I'm so-and-so. They just want to yeah. be like, hey, look, I saw something that was weird. We had Here a you go. dog man encounter video that we did where our buddy, we changed his voice and and uh, identity. Um, he wasn't comfortable coming on, but uh, dog man encounter, like, pretty close on the coastal wow. Carolina, um, near in, the, in between basically like Wilmington and Surf City, uh, coastal North Carolina. And it's kind of swampy, boggy, tons of deer, tons of wildlife. And four people saw this creature. And uh, so, you know, that was, wow. you know, I would love to do more of those kind of Yeah, and I didn't know about that happened and, years ago. I yeah. was like, it's like a Christmas present you forgot to give me or what? Yeah, he just exactly. never woke. What the Kim, hell's wrong with you? Kim was terrified. And I had uh, to beg them to... Uh, you know, basically bring it on. Like, I, yeah. I want to know the story. Wow. <laughs> yeah. um, That's awesome. One, uh, one story uh, that I can remember, a <clears throat> uh, guy named uh, Burton Moran, uh, his YouTube channel is Local Legends with Burton Moran, I believe. It's a really good channel. But he would call in from South Dakota, and he was telling me about how in the, the past they've seen a giant – owl hmm. stories of seeing an owl yeah. up there in south dakota and the thing is is that and 
Burton's in well, the chat. Now you're, now you're going to hear about it. So now it <laughs> might happen to you. But uh, there's supposedly yeah, when you hear people talking about this giant owl, then you're going to see a giant owl within the next few weeks. Oh, God. The crazy Good thing friend. is <clears throat> I had a guy from central Iowa call in a week or so later. And he's like, uh, yeah, this is weird. <laughs> but I'm seeing something behind my house with glowing eyes and that's standing very tall up at night. And he's like, I don't know if it's a giant owl, but there's something out there now. And I'm like, what? Dude, Patrick, oh no, you you got cursed by the giant owl. <laughs> so Bob that's just that's hopes one, that happens. That yeah, that'd thing. be great. Yeah. I have a second floor balcony. Come land. You know what? You have a great owl yeah, deck, yeah. uh, viewing deck. I know. House. I wanted to build like an attraction platform <laughs> yeah. to put meat up there and stuff for him at night. But I always joke, man, that my wife, you know, living with me and I'll, I'm the one that wants to see the uh, UFO and the alien and whatever. And like one oh, day yeah. I have this dream that, you know, I'm going to see that UFO and that beam of light. and I'm going to run down there and they're going to be like, we're here for her. And I'll be like, yep, <laughs> makes sense. Go yeah, ahead. Get to go. Let her ship. take the interstellar trip. Don't let me go. Yep. There you here go. With, here yeah, with the contact. <laughs> yeah, but if he could land oh, on my yeah. deck, we could hang out there. I've got a little porch, you know, fireplace for him. This big owl, I'm down for it. I've got snacks. Just don't eat my dog. Yeah, so, leave the pets out of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, he kind of looks like a little hot dog, so he's kind of oh, asking yeah. for it. Oh, exactly. so he's, at, he's asking for it for sure. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like a little oh, sausage. Have you ever been, <laughs> you ever been invited to come and investigate from any of these folks that are reaching out to you. Like, yeah. Hey, we have this active thing happening. You should come out and do some and, field work and, you know, do, you some know, I haven't work. actually, that, yeah. that would be kind of cool though. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would be in, I would be into that. That would be cool. Um, and I think that's just part of, as my name gets out there to the every man community, like, the people that are into weird right. stuff, like they know, right? But like, <clears throat> you know, I'm not, I'm not to the level where it's like, oh, I saw a Bigfoot. Maybe I should try to contact the Bigfoot Society guy. Instead, they're thinking of like, I should try to contact the Finding Bigfoot guys. You know, right? Right. So right. maybe someday. I mean, if someone contacted, contacted me, is like, hey, I've got something going on in Iowa, and I want you to check it out. Like, dude, I would totally be up for that. Like, right? Yeah, that'd be great. But not yet. So I would be up for it. I think I would. Oh yeah. Oh man, I would need to go strengthen so cool. numbers. It couldn't just be <laughs> yeah. like me and one other person. Mm, no, like, no, 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 no. We're gonna need like four. You maybe would have a five so that I could be no, the no fastest doubt. one. Hopefully, <clears throat> yeah. The one that doesn't get abducted. Put on my outdoor cross trainers, wearing a sweatband oh, as I geez. show up. Like, and then ready? Next, <laughs> you're on the next Politis documentary. <laughs> He went missing. <laughs> he got separated from his friends. By the way, we love David Politis as well. Not making fun. I love his stuff as well. But uh, the new yeah, that's right. David was solid. Come on, come on down. Oh man, yeah. strange road, David. Like I said, he was supposed to be at CryptidCon, and I didn't realize that until Mikey had said it. And oh, I was like, I I'm glad you didn't tell me beforehand. Sweet. I would have been heartbroken even more than I was. But it was easier to kind of be let down at the end of it rather than the start. But it was still that's great. true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, I There's don't some good go speakers at that conference, though. It was so good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It really was. We definitely got, you know, a lot out of Mike Hanks. Yeah. Uh, there oh, was. Dude. Uh, a, yes. You know, there were some good ones. Yeah. His it was, was fun. 
and really we just got to meet a lot of people you know people that are yeah we're trying to i was still extremely sore i couldn't move much yeah so you I were hurting you very, were uh had a lot of back pain taking a, a break or two here or there <laughs> i just had to sit <laughs> just couldn't do it oh i i hear you dude i was i was just tuckered out but it, it was so the the best part for me was je- definitely meeting people that you'd been talking to online and like right there was a sunday night uh after the conference where a group of us were just in the bar talking for like three four hours and it was yeah. like that's it people like seth Breedlove, alex and eli from beyond the trail were there mark marcel <clears throat> uh tim halloran from bigfoot influencers like all these oh yeah you know He's cool guys dude. in the community and just be able to like talk bigfoot stories with them yeah. one-on-one is yeah well you can't you can't do that any any other way you know right so, oh absolutely well and get everybody there cool. once one one place to kind of just hang out afterwards exactly and unwind and those are the best stories too right like that's stuff where it's like well i don't have it prepped but you know uh i haven't worked out this story yet or but there's a lot of kind of i don't know unknowns in those conversations that come up and you're like i've never heard that before that's awesome yeah there's a lot of <clears throat> connections that are made through uh conversations like that with different people that normally don't talk to each other and that's that's a really cool part of it right connections yeah dude such a good time such a good time connecting with uh, so many people out there and we just really we just showed up with a bunch of stickers and stuff to give away and just kind of you know saying hi to people and yeah basically uh, just trying to say hey we we're out here we're kind of trying to do this too and we appreciate what you guys are doing and no we booth hope to, we didn't have uh yeah, anything no. like that dialed in it's like no we're gonna go have I did fun. hear Same somebody here. hang out Same yeah. here. i did hear somebody That's at awesome. one point i was sitting there and kyle and uh, mike had gone somewhere and mike we had stickers everywhere like on the computer and I just remember hearing a couple as they walked by, and they're like, oh, hey, look, there's some more of those Strange Road stickers. Oh, man, I've seen those. It was like, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we gave great. away like 100. <laughs> he, he just walked oh, up, set them down stickers. on a tabletop, set them down oh, on yeah, a table. Oh, yeah, I got tired of handing them out. I was just setting yeah. them down on tables. Hats, whatever yeah, he had that he could, you know, put out there, which is great. You know, again, like, um, yeah, you know, we, we want to be able to get people to uh, tune in and be able to see what we're doing. And, again, hopefully give us a uh, – a waypoint marker of yay or nay. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Like that's fun. Yeah. And uh, I think we're all kind of shocked just by the overall response already of, you know, people that watch it or tune in on Spotify or whatever podcast. Like, Anybody that that's great. tuning like, in really right now it. to the live stream. Yeah. What's up everybody. And yeah. welcome. Totally. Uh, I don't, I don't even think, I, I don't think about it cause I'm thinking about it in the sense of, yeah, we're doing it live, but I don't really, like there's a lot of different layers going on. It yep. wants to be aware of mentally, right? Like when you're doing these shows. Yeah. As far as I can see, all I see is Jeremiah and you. Like I know it's happening, but to not have it in front of us makes it a little different. But I think yeah. helps keep the conversation a little bit more yeah. in front of us. And we're gonna get some of the stuff where we can integrate when somebody tunes in or subscribes or oh absolutely and then we i can want have that interaction oh, yeah. Pop up yeah. And, yeah that stuff is cool uh, yeah we're well, still in beta mode in and a like, lot of ways like you're saying but you're opening yourself to all kinds of resources of people to talk to that you're just like yeah that's what the, did you say oh wow fun. i've never heard that story it's great like i again that that story from uh the twitter follower i uh twitter guy i follow yeah his story about the native americans like i had no idea i never heard that in my entire life it was great yeah um there's just so much out there that you just 
you can't be aware of all of it at once. Right. right? No, There's you really can't. Much. So you really cannot. Jeremiah, this being a swap cast, I think I'm going to hand mm. the reins over to you, brother. Is all there, right, uh, you know, uh, this right, is, uh, you are now uh, the host in a way. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's see what happens. So, um, and uh, the, the questions, you know, if, if you guys both have answers, that's cool. Or if one yeah. of you has an answer, the other, oh, sure. you know, we'll sure. just be whatevs. Yeah. But first off, so this is, this is more for me. I'm curious define what like what's what's a strange road what's the deal with, like, what's <laughs> we get this, this we get this we've been on guys. one yeah so that's kind of the metaphor okay. daniel boone is, national forest we've been on it you know on we got lost on it from you know where we were 20 years ago to 10 years ago to like the path to get kind of in a back, place like, where it's weird we how i got here. are kind of pursuing our passions yeah and okay and getting to a point where we're doing this podcast and trying to create mm -hmm. things that we're passionate about right. that we're interested in we've made a lot of really amazing things for clients and other folks over the years and um you know the life experiences of being in a back road and you know the inspiration of really our brand and logo is a lot of just experiences in the in American Southwest. So when I, the strange road being a kind of a metaphor of the path that we're on. And that's mm. what I pictured in my head was those times yeah. in the American <laughs> Southwest Yeah, as the sun's setting and you're in the desert. And this kind of gets mystical. Just, and, you know, there's some definite Albuquerque. interesting experiences that, We've had as a, a crew in Sedona and Bub yeah. and I. Uh, okay. Yeah, I was going to ask uh, you. Yeah. So, wow. you know, that's the artist that we worked with. And he's like, well, what do, what do you really like see? It's like straight driving down this desert road or in the back yeah. hills of Ohio, <clears throat> right. uh, kind of in the hills with, you know, hunting for earthworks. And, but kind and, of that, like you're in the middle of nowhere yeah. kind of feeling like just that, you know, and I've. I've driven on those strange roads through Montana and Wyoming and et cetera. There are roads where you don't see anybody for a hundred miles, 200 miles, whatever yeah, it is. And you're I like, am I the last person? On the and there's spooky, the like, spooky weird. stuff. Totally. I mean, yeah. it's got everything. It's got ancient history, petroglyphs, UFO stories. There's cryptids and Sasquatch and yeah. Thunderbirds. Mm. And yeah. Um, you know, we went on a, uh, uh, earth wisdom Jeep tour back in 2010 in and Sedona. got smudged on top of a vortex by this guy, uh, Kevin, um, that, that was fun. played two different Native American flutes and kind of just took us on this. This tour was supposed to be like three hours and ended up being like seven because he was just having a great time. It was He's really like, I, awesome. I don't really get to do this yeah. with people that are into it. You guys are having a great – usually it's like a, you know some rich people from Beverly Hills. Yeah. That are okay. you know wearing crystals around their neck. And I feel like by the end of it, he like, wouldn't even like ask us anymore if we wanted to. He just at kept first he was like, us "Hey, different. I don't normally, but would you guys like to?" Oh, and by the end of it, he would just kind of go, <laughs> "We're doing this," and we'd be like, "We don't know what Kevin's doing, but we're down for it," you know. And he yeah. pulled out some medicine wheel cards, and you know, kind of. Oh wow! You know, it, I remember at the time, like Mike says, uh, a lot of times when we talk about the story, uh, you know, just having this very like on the nose draw from those cards where he just 
each of us drawn cards. He's just like, this is so freaky, man. Like he's just, this is we're weird. reading the like, cards out loud. He's like they're he just was... too close to what you guys are talking about. Like because I was moving to California for a travel nurse position at the time. It was okay. a time of of change. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he was sure. just pulling this out of these cards, basically, Shifting. and like. I mean, what he read for Mike wouldn't fit for me. Well, let's put it that way. So it's not like your horoscope okay. where it's just gonna this is gonna catch all everybody. It was like way too on the nose. Like it, it was cool. It was weird, and it freaked uh, him out too. That's yeah. when we kind of were yeah. like, okay, this guy's really he's more excited than we are yeah. almost. Like yeah. he was totally pleasures uh, on, so, all on this side uh, of the table, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> so did you actually walk into the vortex area then? So we went to a uh, few different ones. Yeah, because we got out and he was okay. like, look, right there. And you could see like a line in the ground. And then there would be a juniper that was just spinning yeah, you as it grew up. See, uh, and the other junipers are just like bushes. And these would be it like. It was spinning? The, the growth of the root. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. The plants would be bent over or like. Oh, it was like growing in a certain way. In a yes. spiral. Yes. Wow. So they actually. Really, vortexes as they He put would out show us the, uh, what he Whoa. called a ley line or the. The yeah. spots where you can actually see these cracks yeah, yeah. in the bedrock. And yeah. then he taught us how really? to basically oh, what yeah. you do is you just hover your fingers over top of that crack and you just kind of start to feel a, maybe a sensation a and you're connecting to it Yikes. in a way. Wow. So we were just open minded going, uh, what's going on here? This is, and Bub was totally yeah. not expecting any of this, and neither was I. I was just like, this sounds <clears> great. On a way. He saw Jeep Wisdom Tours, and I was like, that sounds awesome. Hey, my best <laughs> friend is it. driving across country with me <laughs> the day after New Year's, which is New Year's Day. The, you know, we're, we get there, and I'm like, hey, man, whatever you want to do, we're in Sedona. I've been here before. Whatever you want to do while tour. we're here, let's go do it. Yeah. And he's like, cool, nice. we're going to do a Jeep Wisdom Tour. I'm like, hell yeah we are yeah and it turned out you know that's kind of one of my favorite things i'm not a planner i'm a very much like in the moment yeah that sounds great yeah for the most part why not unless you know physically i couldn't do it yeah i'm down for pretty much anything but it was cool because he showed us the science of it too that nasa had been studying and found it oh yeah with scans in the 1950s when they were doing like starting up the space program and that's when they kind of realized that electromagnetic force was there and uh and then also showing us uh right where those cracks are you follow it and it hits this juniper and it's just growing in this perfect spiral (laughs) we saw him right uh, there in 2021 pointed and be like look right there and you'd be like how the hell did and you just see it like that's crazy in 2021 we went to sedona for a, a shoot with uh david lone bear and his team ancient echoes Clifford Mahoudi was supposed to be involved, but he ended up getting sick, which was kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, but we had a day where we just went around and hiked and went to Cathedral Rock Vortex. And again, you see the big giant cracks leading mm. and you see one that goes right into this middle, this perfect juniper. It's so beautiful. And sure enough, I go, there you go. Yeah. Showed the guys. I'm like, this is what <laughs> I'm talking about. So even right there. the last time I went, same exact thing saw the spiral junipers again yeah well didn't wow. kevin say on our jeep tour that he was like there's a lot of hollywood celebrities that live out there robert de niro of, because of the, the energy that comes out of the yeah. earth yeah, yeah. Really? De niro's got a house there yeah yeah oh, wow well and even like tom coming on our, our last guest we had in that we did a our live youtube show with uh the strange road um he came in. He talked about Serpent Mountain, the impact crater. I don't know if you're familiar with Serpent Mountain in Ohio. 
Oh, yeah, I know a little bit about it, yeah. It sits in an impact crater. Oh, right? really? Yeah, that was hit I by a, a... Okay. Yeah, like, what do you say, 300 million years ago? He is ago? 27 million, but yeah, no, a long no, no. time ago. He said... I think it was more than that. I, I, I don't know. Like a long Millions time of years ago. Millions of years ago. We'll have to look <laughs> at the tape. <laughs> anyway. Right but yeah. he said when that, Im when that impact occurred, all of that displacement of the earth and those layers, all of those di different layers of strata have a different charge, positive, negative, et cetera. Ions. Ooh. And so it changed all of the charge in that crater. And so like... It also what there's a fault line that goes through there, and just yeah, like the energy that comes all out these of there, different like, things. The new cars line, will just stop running. So the meteor hit the fault line. Yeah, and then there's all of this basically like breccia. So that's got like chromium, all these different metals in it, yep. and that's when NASA showed up at his rock shop. Rock shop and was like, hey, we're here to study the crypto explosion, which they thought it was from underneath the Earth. Nope. It turns out it because of this breccia that tom helped them find they went in and analyzed it and it's all this space material so oh they knew goodness. then that it was a meteor impact when for all these years up until the 90s they realized they that it was it, an explosion it outwards. wasn't a, a crypto explosion or like lava or a gas pocket underneath the ground that blew up that is actually an, a meteor impact from above yeah. um and this is in sedona you're saying no this, this is, is in Serpa ohio, this is in ohio. Yeah, oh, this wow. is we've impact been crater there a number wild. of times, but yeah, mm -hmm. it's um. So he was talking about the energy flows that come out of that, and how new cars will just they'll stop running, oh, batteries they'll just turn die. off, the alternator stops running. Um, he said one day there was a a derecho, and a high wind came in, and he sits right by the fault line, and it's those. literally down the middle of the road. And he said yep. they saw that derecho come in and lift that from the fault line to the power lines and transfer it, and it melted the power lines. He's like, we watched it happen. AEP came out and said, <laughs> you're on a fault line. That's why that happened. The power company didn't even them. Didn't even blink an eye at it. They're like, absolutely, that's what happened. Yep. And it's not some paranormal thing. It like, you know, that's AEP a real is phenomenon. confirming this is why yeah. all of our, all these lines just blew. You're on a fault line. That an is impact wild, crater. man. Yeah. And those ancient people built this ridiculous unbelievably advanced structure inside the crater yeah huh at a high point up on a plateau so i gotta ask you what do you think are what do you think is in the mounds you guys have out in ohio what, well what do you going the, on the there? thing is there's so many different kinds there's burial mounds and then there's mounds okay. that are like from intrusive people that came later burial, yeah so they would dig down into existing mounds and bury their dead and they were probably like borrowing some space yeah a culture yeah. we want to build our own that okay. came into the area much later and wanted to revere their dead by putting them inside yeah. these more ancient structures that were already there kind of emulating them <laughs> so some some of them are burial mounds but th that's what people think of Mixed when they burials. think of a mound that there's a bear most of them are these earthworks. So yeah. the big difference is the earthworks most of the time don't contain any bodies inside the geometric patterns unless it's a mound inside of a circle that was meant for someone from high regard. Um, but the Hopewell, the Adena, they built these really advanced mathematical, astronomical either calendars or markers of the solstice. Um, there's 
uh, moon calendars that are octagon shaped that track the 18.6 year lunar cycle yeah. from front to back. Uh, that's wow. in Newark. That site as a whole takes up the entire city of Newark, Ohio. Yeah. It's so, a big man, earthwork. It's, there's so many, there's a few different cultures, uh, like Bub was saying, the intrusive burial mound culture, the Fort Ancient, the Hopewell, and uh, the Adena, which some of the nomenclature is right now being pushed Kind of being to reworked. change uh, because Hopewell is okay. actually uh, a gentleman. Um, owned a this, farm. It's a Confederate soldier that owned this farm where this Hopewell mound was found. And so they named that culture after him. Right. Uh, the Adina. Okay, that's yeah, weird. Yeah, so right. yeah. the names are. <clears throat> they don't, they don't be- fit the because, culture. Because here's yeah. the thing. You know, like the Cherokee, the Shawnee, they're descendants of these people. But mm-hmm. most of the tribes will will say that hey, these were here before we ever got here, so they're they're older than the kind of modern day um, tribes that were in Ohio, right? And so that culture is lost. It actually is a lost civilization. Nobody knows who they were, what their actual names were. So right. Adina culture. Oh, wow was right it's just the name we ascribe to them or or whoever came along and built a house there early archaeologists oh this is you know this is justin's uh uh, like the justin's people like no Uh, i'm just a farmer thomas worthington's mansion (laughs) yeah in chillicothe for example was called the adena mansion right so there was this big mound on his property and so people they called that a the Adena Mound, therefore the people that built it were called the Adena Culture. Yeah. So it's just this guy's mansion. Finders keepers, losers Chilla keepers was real back in the day. how they're named after. Yeah. And then Fort Ancient, uh, you know, there's yeah. a site called Fort Ancient, but doesn't have anything to do with the Fort Ancient culture. It's right. all very, very confusing. It's like been that way for, yeah. you know, over a hundred years. Uh but the first book ever written by the Smithsonian was from two guys from Chillicothe, Ohio, that went around and uh, documented and surveyed yeah. mounds all over the Midwest, going all the way to the Mississippi River. And so ancient monuments of the Mississippi Valley is kind of the 1840 when these things started getting hardcore documented. So, yeah. Um, but, but they were definitely seen and known about before then, but really not of, like put together in a kind of a collection of study, right? It was yeah. like a newspaper article or yeah. Farmer X found this or, you know. There wasn't professional archaeologists. Right. And people were just digging them up. Freemasons, doctors, lawyers, people that were, you know, former uh, Confederate soldiers. Just enthusiasts in general, yeah, too. Just, People that kind of knew you know, after the word got Indiana out. Indiana Jones type I think guys. if there's a million of these things, conservatively, you know, putting an estimate on it, they're kind of common back when you first got here because there were people that were living here. People were fascinated when they yeah. started moving into Ohio. It blew people away because they were seeing the, along these river systems these incredibly advanced geometrically mathematically back then they didn't realize how mathematically and they didn't understand what they were geometrically perfect and actually had ratios of uh phi and pi and all these different mathematical principles encoded into them 
with all these solstice alignments, equinox alignments, planetary alignments. So it's like, whoa. I mean, that's the Mayans, the Egyptians, super advanced cultures were tracking these type of solar uh, happenings and planetary movements. Yeah. And weren't they also digging up like uh, like giant bones? At yeah, We've done some. Digging we believe into that, yeah. that I mean, to be uh, the problem is you can't prove it. There's no bones. Right. Uh, well, there are know. bones. Yeah, we're, they're, they're, they're there. Okay. We I just they're, they're in a museum that we don't know about. Apparently, let's put it that way. No, I asked Leper about this too. River. Yeah, I did ask Leper about that as well, and he pits, hit me back and Jeffrey. he said they did pull some skeletons out at I think he said really? Serpent Mound or some of the mounds that were seven eight feet tall. Oh wow, he did admit that. I have it in Twitter. Whoa, how are you just telling me about that now? I'm glad you did. And now it's a lot of internet. Well, time. that's because Jeffrey Wilson, his work with the postcard that was in the Peabody Museum at Harvard. Right. He found the postcard and was able to. There was a skeleton scale, knee up. Find out oh, how big that skeleton yeah. was, but there was no lower leg. So if so it was. Find scale and The size it out was and... at least seven feet tall. Yeah. But they have a with, lot of this stuff still on hand. It's just not displayed. And I mean, that goes for. Sure. Yeah, I would say a bulk of Native American artifacts in general because there are millions. They're probably, in Europe. Upon millions, but you got to think we what an artifact is: an earring, a bracelet, a this, a what. The Chicago are... World's Fair and the Chicago uh, yeah. Mu- yeah. Museum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Chicago World's Fair actually had like thousands and thousands of Hopewell artifacts that they are really? now in the Field Museum. But for the uh, that famous huge Chicago World Fair. Where they unveiled all kinds of, I think that was the one. Was that where they lit it up? Where like, they with light bulbs? Um, that was in New York, um, but one of the turn of the century World's Fair that they had. All those artifacts were brought there to be on uh, display. So unfortunately, Ohio, we don't even have our the artifacts of these people. Oh yeah, yeah. They're, they're in Harvard. On. They're in Chicago they're in the Museum. Um, it's just wild yeah. that. You know, you can go mm. to Ohio History Connection, and they have some artifacts there. Yeah. Um, there's this mica hand. Um, there's really interesting copper jewelry and copper art yeah. that people have found. Um, and it's just um, just really advanced artwork and geometry and mathematics. So <laughs> it, it, you can get so far deep into it because yes. serpent uh, mound is like highly just contested one at site. the moment too and is kind of a hot spot of topics um mikey brought me down there years ago right like i don't know six seven years ago it's been a long time when i was like why do i want to go to this and i was like okay cool we'll drive a couple hours to it just didn't click with me at the time i wasn't really in that phase mm-hmm. of life i was I think right. in the job I was in, I just didn't really care about much because it's like I just want to get to the next day and just not be mad about today and whatever. But um, got down there and kind of check it out, and then you know he's gone back a number of times. I've been back a number of times, but it's just grown and grown in in uh, notoriety here lately. But um, yeah, the the mound itself, and I mean the um, alignments, if you follow the bends of the serpent and stand at certain spots okay. on certain days of the year for the solstice and equinox. When you're standing at such bend, it rises right there. Mm-hmm. When you stand this really? way, it sets oh, right yeah. there. Wow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's That's aligned intense, to true dude. North. It's sitting yep. in this highly charged energetic area of the world. Like again, I mean, it's on a fault line. <laughs> it's a wild, wild place. And I mean, it, it's 
really interesting because again, it's been such a, a I won't say a secret, but just not very yeah. on anyone's radar until. Yep. I mean, it was on Ancient Aliens a couple yeah. of years ago. I mean, and the <laughs> alignments really just came in really the '90s. This couple that were dowsers uh, spent a okay. ton of time out at Serpent Mound just right. tracking uh, to see if there were An amateur any, couple, right? They yeah, weren't th they were amateur archaeoastronomers and yeah. dowsers. But since and they so, weren't credited, yeah. But you know, Jeffrey really, really believes in the research that they did. Same, same. A lot of. People pull from I'm saying that. they don't have the card. They're not in the club. They're no, not an actual. They're not accepted. You know. Yeah, sure. Gotcha. The accepted narrative, such and such. The official narrative is that there are no um, certain alignments that they found that yeah. they don't agree with. But there are markers out there with the equinox, um, sunrise and sunset. Yeah. It's really cool um, if you check it out. I think you'd like it. And moonrises and moonsets. So there's moon. There's the sun. Some people say yeah. there's. Uh, connections to Draco and Cygnus and other constellations. Um, so definitely going to put it on the list to check out. Like it's a giant when mystery. I was, we went to America Stonehenge in New Hampshire. Oh, when I was growing up, so jealous. I want to hear cool. about this. God, that dude, place is cool. I've, so, I don't know if I've again, ever heard of this. America Stonehenge. Oh yeah, you've heard of this. Again, this is like really? me remembering from when I was like 10 or 11 and not into the weird stuff yet. But I remember it's like you literally go into the woods and it's like, imagine a little Stonehenge with more rocks, but it's like in the middle of the forest, but like along different, like the solstice, yep. the solstice, you can, it's like they, it lines up. It's the weirdest yes. thing. It's like how... How do you explain this? It's like, do they know where everything came from or who serpent mounds? It's the same thing. Do yes. They know where it came from or who built it or how old it is or so like, theories on this. I've never heard. Some of this. people think that it's ancient. Know. Some people think that is yeah. very ancient. Um, Stonehenge of say it again. Stonehenge. Stonehenge of, of America is it's the called name. America it's Stonehenge. Name. America Stonehenge. Yeah. All right, I will look yep. it up tonight and New research Hampshire. it. I'll listen yeah. to that or find something on it when I go. And to bed it's private property. There's a guy yeah, that actually yeah. can owns, you go see it owns the land, but I believe you have to. Yes, you can, but I believe you have to book mm -hmm. ahead of time. All right, well, um, put it on the list of places we need to go and but, check but, out. But yeah, there, dude, there's cause... isn't there like chambers that light up when the sun hits uh, a certain chamber? I remember there were different things you could walk into. Yeah, like uh, right. stone type chamber things. I do remember That's that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it was just. It was really weird. I had a lot of questions as a kid. <laughs> the people that. I was with didn't have a lot of answers. So sure, sure. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's funny. That kind of thing. So, that's guys. Great, what yeah. are your uh, what are your favorite cryptids of Ohio? <sighs> Loveland frog for me. Mikey loves. Lydia I love frog. Loveland frog. Um, it's the it's the wand and the. I, it's just the whole. He's like a. What it brings of the the little magical ceremony that's happening down there. Yeah, it's the so evidence weird. is very little, though. I just like the idea of it all being real. Yeah. That's fun to me. Right now, right. Obviously, the most uh, probably reliable, the Ohio Grassman Minerva yeah. monster. Um, you know, Absolutely. I I think that's much more documented and yeah. provable. And well, I kind of claim. Uh, but Mothman, for fun? but I know it's West Virginia. Yeah. Well, no, there but were the sightings spans, in Ohio. But the, and that's what I'm saying. And the bridge, yeah. I know, but that bridge the spans men in both, black. right? So, 
I, I know it's mm-hmm. uh, the museum's over there and it is their cryptid, but I'm going to like uh, adopt it for my favorite cryptid because I just yeah, find that I story fascinating. I actually cracked the book back out again. I need to start reading it. But uh, The Mothman Prophecies by John Keel is one of my favorite. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, it's so good because I said the movie was great, right? But um, kind of conveyed the <laughs> overall just weirdness that was going on to a certain degree but they didn't get into the ufos surrounding all of it the men in black surrounding all of it all the strange stuff that happened to john keel like phone lines that weren't his that were in his name and oh your secretary took a message i don't have a secretary like all this weird stuff that followed him forever like that little clip in the movie where you know they're portraying him with whatever the guy's name i can't think um of it now but he basically says, like, you know, well, you noticed that they're out there. You noticed this mm-hmm. thing and didn't notice that you mm. noticed it. <laughs> he's like, most of the time, nobody can pay attention to him. Nobody can see them. Nobody. So he's like, you know, it's kind of he he kind of had a, like a, a spooky tone to it. Like, you know, it's not a good thing. But I think in that essence, maybe yeah, Mothman, maybe if it wasn't a a, a, a benevolent entity, I don't know. But, there's uh, so much to it. There, Injured so cold and it, the right. TNT area and the men in black that show up and you they're can all get really deep disjointed. And yeah. the the lady <clears throat> from the OU uh, or from Ohio or I'm sorry Athens newspaper. Oh, that she's came great. Down and and she's she great. was breaking the story as it yeah. was happening live. I can't remember her and name. Men now. in black were Keel visiting her, yeah. and then John Keel started. Really communicating with her and other journalists. She had interactions with the Men in Black a couple oh, of times because totally. they were they came to her office, for yeah, looking for John Keel. What like that's name? the stuff oh, that wow. I never knew about. So uh, funny, you like, know, uh, blew my mind. Funny uh, ties into this. In my previous job, when I was reading this book, I actually worked with a girl whose aunt was one of the girls. I think she's the one that had the baby. And oh, fell down in the yeah. front yard and saw the Mothman. Right. And yeah. I was just like, wait, what? Who's your aunt? And she's like, yeah, that she's, I was like, can I get her on the show? I forgot about that. Yeah, we could probably <laughs> talk yeah, to her. Dude. I could reach out to her. That's never amazing, that. man. Oh, yeah. Maybe if she's, dude. I don't know how old we she is. We could blur now. her voice or blur her out and yeah, change her well, voice. Well, I mean, she's already spoken on camera. It's not like she hasn't given the. True. Duh. Yeah. But, still, but I mean, that would be a whole interview. And it's kind of like one of those things how you said earlier about the whole like the tall owl. The big owl. God, yeah. I and a see couple that. days later, you know, it's like a synchronicity thing almost, right? Well, that's how it happened with reading the Mothman prophecies and having it out. And I just never forget this girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're reading yes, that? Sir. Oh, my aunt and such and such. And I about, I probably about fell off my chair. But oh, to her, man. it's a story. It's whatever. To yeah. me, it's an account, right? Like there are two different things about that. Like a story is maybe it's real, maybe it's not real. An account is maybe it's real, not real, but somebody saw this. Somebody had this account. Somebody... You know, I can't say for them whether or not it really happened or not. That's only between them and their own experience, right? But you got to choose to go with people on their stories sometimes and accounts. And again, to her, it was just more of like, a, oh, yeah, yeah aunt so-and-so. Yeah. yeah, and it didn't hold any weight to her. But to me, it was like, it's like discovering your uncle Superman. Yeah. And just <laughs> exactly. thought that was, yeah, right. okay, everybody's got one of those. No, we don't. Like, that's pretty wild. Yeah, Southern Columbus, uh, I worked at, well, before it was AT&T, it was Singular Wireless. Yeah. That's kind of dating me a little bit. But I worked with this (laughs) this lady that grew up in uh, Point Pleasant, 
as a kid and I brought it up. I said, wait, you're from Point Pleasant. Is the Mothman, have you ever heard stories? Oh, I used to ask what everybody. You, she that. goes, I can tell you right now that it all happened. I lived through Whoa. it. The stories are real. Yeah. Mary Hire. The bridge. The yes, yes. The, the reporter. reporter. Uh, the bridge. The sightings. She's like, I knew people that were uh, involved with the sightings. Right. Um, all that whole summer was just fear and palpable oh, fear wow. from everybody yeah. that lived there. As a kid, she said everyone was terrified. So whether it oh, not man. it was real, the well, people that were experiencing it, going yeah. from old to young like her, yeah, to her, who knows that the fear was, was real. real. Oh yeah, the experience, yeah. the fear. Well, think about how many people probably didn't talk about it. Oh yeah, because there's still oh, some people totally, that are pretty yeah. good about you know stifling oh, never away come out. and yeah, like, never come nope, out. Didn't happen. Because they don't have anything yeah. to gain, dude. You know, we've talked well, not about only that, but nausea. there are people that don't come to grips with certain things that don't align with them. True. And, they fight it. You know, Tom saying how yep, he got his yep, house. True. The guy was like a Baptist uh, priest. The uh, gentleman that was on talking about Serpent Mount again, he lives in a uh, paranormal haunted house that apparently produces doppelgangers. Oh, um, my goodness. No. He runs a rock mm-hmm. shop that is on the same property. to uh, it's, it's adjacent to the house, right? <laughs> So people will be like, hey, man, I just saw you outside at the wood carvings. He's like, I've been in the shop. And they're like, no, "No, I swear it was you. And it's like, I came up and you wouldn't say anything to me. I called out for you. You didn't say anything. Yeah. Or people interfacing with people in the house that they know are in the house that when they see them, they won't talk to each other. Or one guy was in another city. And they're like, oh, I was upstairs for the last two hours. I haven't come down the stairs. Never came down the stairs. Like, yeah, but I saw you. No, I was upstairs the whole time. Oh, believe me. I was, my jaw was wide. I was just like, I love (laughs) doppelganger stories. I listen to a lot of Monsters Among Us. And I've yep. just recently discovered yep. what a doppelganger was, even in the you know paranormal cryptid from the, experience. From the Witchers. Point I've of known view, it from somebody. Yeah, going, hey, like you look like so and so. That's great, but not. Fantasy. Hey, I saw the exact you walk in the streets. Like, what? That's kind of that's really creepy. Um, so my question to him was, do you think these doppelgangers are these you know uh, these energies in your house or these spirits or whatever they are, and that's how they take shape to kind of interact? You know. Because uh-huh. you know them and you're familiar with them, and you know that it looks like somebody you know. If it was a stranger, that would freak you out, right? And what are you doing in my house? Um, but what else do you say? Is my water theory, faucet would just turn on in front of him, like yeah. the water would just start? Well, especially if he's got a rock shop in his house, like what kind of weird stuff from all those different rocks? Right. And, well, and he has the know, largest something. He has a trilobite collection that he had on display Ooh. at the Smithsonian for 25 years. Yeah. I saw I saw he's, this he's, trilobite, the largest trilobite. He's a wild man in the United Oof. States or the world. The largest species is from here in Ohio. Yeah, and so Tom okay. bought a piece of property and started from farmer years and years ago. He found out <clears> where <throat> they were, and just became hooked. And has a few books uh, about yeah. trilobites written. Has been featured. Yeah, he's such a Swiss Army knife of stories. Like I said, directly. The road that his house sits next to is where that fault line sits, right? Wow. Across the road is a Dollar General that he, he was talking about paranormal activity that happens there. And in, it's just in like... In the Dollar General? Oh, yeah. All the time. Oh, it and used to be a house. Over. They tore the house down and yeah. the, to build the Dollar General. Employees will come over to his rock shop and be like, hey, 
do you know anything about and he'll stop and be like yep yes we know it's yeah haunted. it's haunted yep. he said the ghosts know them by name the workers oh no he's seen <laughs> pots drop off the shelf in front of him as he's walking through the store like i was just like okay i'm coming down and camping out change uh lined up in a circle all these quarters around a bag of cookies around a bag of cookies that, that were they opened. just come out no and way. like all oh, of yeah. this changes on the floor. He can look out the house and see the lights flickering across the street at night. Right. At night, when nobody's there, he's just <laughs> in his house and like the lights turn on and off. It's like there's nobody there. It's, uh, it's you have like, an interview with this guy? This is uh, who we just interviewed last week. Uh, yeah. Oh, last week. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I, I last can't Tuesday. Wait to listen to this. Yeah. Check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's great. But we released <clears> a piece, <throat> a, a little mini doc, a 20 minute uh, little doc that we did. That we started the project a yeah. few years back for a live stream. It was like a, Kyle a cool uh, playback that we did for this live stream event um, that we produced with uh, Tom and uh, that we pr- produced with his wife, Terry. And so we kind of re-edited that and it's going to be for sale in the rock shop as a collector's DVD. We released oh, nice. that um, and then had Tom on to kind of promote that coming out. Yeah. And just talk and about just in general and have some conversation. And, and uh He'd done the tour for 25 years. Yeah, the impact. And has never, tour. I guess, put it wow. to paper or media. It's never been captured. So he's, he's been doing just it. the guy. No, the, he's just the guy that knows it. So people are like, go to the rock shop. Book a tour with Tom. <laughs> he's the guy, the NASA scientist that helped build, what, the lunar rover? Showed up in his shop. Hey, do you know about the crypto explosive blast crater? And he's like, yeah, I can show you the breath. That's what Mike was saying. The, the breccia is... When that impact crater hit, it drove down. So where you sit at the lowest point of the crater, that earth is newer than the highest point of the crater. That soil is older okay. because the ground wow. got pushed up, right? Oh, Does sure, that make yeah. sense? And then fell back yeah, down yeah, yeah. into yeah. the hole. Yeah. yeah. So that's how he says you know yeah, you're yeah. in an impact crater is when you have that timeline flow. Oh, wow. So he so was like, cool. sure, I can show you. So that's he's just, yeah, he's a Swiss Army knife of interesting um, yep, Met really had me floored. Yeah, we'd been going to their events for. I had uh, been going to their events yeah. for a few years, and then finally got a chance to go to the rock shop and meet right. Tom because they'd always been running around their events. I could never actually like. Well, and he's say out hi. digging, and oh yeah, he's he's a busy guy, but uh, but he got started digging them because quarries used to be open to the public. Yeah, People and you could go find go these. Dig strata you know layers and get into them and you know he was a kid he found you know fossils as a kid and stuff and then as those got shut down because they're a safety risk right you could fall in etc he had to kind of go out and uh source his own areas and that's what mike was saying how he kind of you know hey you've got land on this place well this is what i want to do here can i rent space and and then what else do you say he he tells people um what else he'll pull out of the ground because there's usually other minerals or whether you'll say uh, rocks and gems, yeah, that he'll bring to the stones and crystals. That's the, and he'll the rock oh, shop. Tell okay. him what he's got, you know, like yeah. what do you have on your land? So kind of a, I scratch your back, you scratch my back, but it gives him his space to go out and still pursue a very uh, big hobby of his that made him pick up and move he his owns, entire life yeah. just because he, he lived in Detroit mines. originally. Worked he was building GM. Cadillacs. Yep. But he was digging trilobites and somebody's oh, like, well, man. you need to go to Serpent Mound, Ohio. And he's like, what? Like, where? Okay, and you know, a lot of people from other places end up there. Like you'll hear yeah. uh, some magnetism to it. Yeah, 
And there's a really that sounds like Shasta in California. It kind of same thing happens with Shasta. Very similar. Sedona, Shasta, Serpent Mound, all have that kind of drawn to it. Yep. Right. We live close enough where we can get there quite. It's about two hours. Yeah. Fifteen minutes from. So it's yeah, but it's not a bad drive. It's It's pretty all day uh, adventure because you know you can hike down below uh, to the Brush Creek. Uh, underneath Serpent Mound, there's hiking trails. So it's yeah, just a fun. beautiful, beautiful area. Um, are there like lo- local, regional, like cryptids or monsters that are seen in that area? Are there like so, stories of those? It's funny you just bring this up at uh, Jeffrey Wilson's and Friends of the Serpent Mound had a summer solstice event this past summer. Okay. And we did uh, a little live stream for them and helped them out. Dusty Roof. Sure. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of Dusty. He's a Bigfoot Bigfoot researcher out of kind of the Cleveland area. But he spent all summer in in Adams County around Serpent Mound and says there is an active population there. Really? Without a doubt. He started getting reports. And there's not a lot of populace there. There's not a lot of people there. Yeah. And it's there's farmland mixed in with because it is on the arc of the Appalachia. So that okay. area, once you start going more south and west, becomes more and more hilly and and uh, mm. can be pretty wild. I mean, there's some deep, yeah. deep valleys, um, kind of locust grove, and it's a little bit more flat, but you got to get kind of out of the crater. And so in that yeah, kind of southern area, southeast of is, that is a lot of forests yeah. and river systems and creeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so he got some casts and some evidence. Oh, cool. And says cool. that, yes, that. there is, he firmly believes that there is, uh, could be one of those situations where that summer they were passing through. Um, but sure. as far yep. as like, because yep. it is, it's a lot of farmland. And like Justin and Jay were saying from Crypts of the Corn about that area mm-hmm. of Ada is probably a migratory path for the Sasquatch that follow him the river and his, system. his family yeah. saw. Yeah. That that guy probably wasn't living in the area, but passing yeah. through. And so maybe exactly. Serpent Mounds, something like that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's going to have to look that Some guy. kind of strength to it. Yeah. Dusty Ruth. He's on our short list of Dusty of Ruth. Cryptic. Jeremiah, do you cool. uh, have any um, personal or know anyone that's had any kind of UFO encounters out in Iowa? Is that a common thing out that way? Um. So, well, <clears throat> let's see. There is a documentary that came out. Um, <clears throat> it's very dry where I am right now. Uh, there is a documentary that came out that was filmed in the Van Meter area about a few years ago uh, called 1903. <clears throat> and it's a, it's a group of, of investigators that are more into the paranormal but they actually capture quite a, a bit of UFO um, activity around Van Meter, which makes it interesting. Hmm. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I believe you can watch that documentary on, there's a platform called Paraflix. But uh, yeah, so there had been UFO activity uh, in Van Meter scene around the same area where the mine, which is pretty cool. Nice. Um, well, the description seems very like interdimensional 
Mothman-y almost, <clears throat> where it's yep. if they're shooting at it and it's this kind of like beam of light out of its yeah beak? it just doesn't seem physical i guess is what i'm saying you know is this thing it seems ufo like related cryptid, yeah extraterrestrial related in some way there's people there's a lot of people that feel that yeah uh, there's also a group of people that are there's also a theory that gets brought up every year at the festival somehow by <laughs> you just you hear it is well maybe the visitor got into the cave system and then went all the way out to point pleasant oh, and then became the moss man and it's yes. like okay, wow i get geez. it like, hey, it that's is, going deep fun. that's deep <laughs> that is it's fun. fun that is but the hard. descriptions don't line up but it no, is really don't. fun they don't it's no fun. that's why I, th- I thought at first but yeah. then i was like this isn't the mothman and that's great that's i don't want it to be the mothman necessarily right like um, but it's some similar right. qualities. We start getting into some categorization mm-hmm. or grouping of at least, you know, similarities. And I think that's where maybe people go, okay, what was that? And it's like, not really like, yeah, it doesn't have the same description um, overall. Um, it, exactly. Going into the cave system though is interesting now, just because of the whole Paiute story and about the uh, Atmosives. That's going what I was thinking. In, oh my God. Was that story again, so I'm sorry I have to bring this up. I feel like every okay. episode the what? hollow the hollow earth comes up. I'm not mad about it. I'm sorry. I was just go I was literally just going there. So it's journey to the center <laughs> of the earth, man. It they is. find Jules these Vern. weird creatures. They're coming up into and through the mountains it's and a from classic. the You're telling me he's wrong inside and it's it they're coming out being seen and then all of a sudden but they're all being chased back into the mountain no one ever seen the last time they're they're seen is down in this system to never be seen again right but think about this and from the story we is talked about portals? just a little bit ago on our strange happenings thing sorry i can't get this label off but i'll just block it um we were talking about that Paiute story and the Havmasivs, and when they were there, they were a seafaring people, and then the water went out, right? And it became Death Valley because there's no water anymore. Right. But they knew about mm. the, the they, panamints and getting up into the mountains, and so retreated. they were like, hey, we know about that. We were up in this. We watched as the waters receded, et cetera. They go, it, how do we know how things played out and what you know where things naturally kind of settled, right? And where's a great place to be, right? A, a natural stronghold inside and then a mountain. Go inside the yeah, absolutely. I mean, but these weird creatures. Maybe are they coming through portals from another dimension? Are they actually terrestrial, but just live that's underground? Another, that's a and have developed these this weird biology. Yeah. Um, I like to think they're they're cryptids. They fall into the category for me of extremophiles. So yeah, they might live underground and they might have complex cave and networking systems. And Politis might find out that you know the Van Meter monster and Mothman have been throwing a disco underground and like snatching people out of Yosemite I mean, and all the parks for years. Who knows? People always bring up it's like, well, maybe there's some like hollow earth thing going on under Van Meter Dude. and. There's other weird stuff that happens in this town as well. So I interviewed uh, Stranger Things named Rachel from the town because I, I some some episodes of Bigfoot Society I get real. I'm the only podcast that gets really deep into the script because I love it. So oh, please do go I was for talking it. Talking to Rachel, who's a, a she lives in the town, and she was telling me some stories about how. So you don't just have a cryptid that's seen there. You don't just have UFOs that are seen there. You also have uh, legends where supposedly there has been a um, a lady 
there was a point a few years back where there was a lady scene walking the streets at night where it was like she was like um like a ghostly figure wearing a dress it was like an old an old style dress and then they were they kept seeing these figures in the high school of van meter as well so it's mm. like, what exactly is happening in this town if you have a cryptid being seen? Yeah, portal. You have UFOs being seen. You have uh, haunted poltergeist features. Like, is there a ley line that goes under Van, v- sure. Van Meter? Who knows? Like, it's wild, man. Is there some there's kind a lot of to, ancient? There's a lot to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, right. for well, sure. And that's that whole whatever's in front of us type uh, trap we fall in. Well, there couldn't be that under us. Okay, well, we know the Mammoth Cave system oh, sh- from Kentucky goes what four hundred some miles up to the east coast of yeah. the U.S. Like it, yeah. Like our cave system is pretty broad and expansive. And to your point of the whole, um, those spaces like that and the ground above them, you know, look at the cave systems where they sit and where our national parks are. Oh yeah, I always think they're like a big cryptid zoo, like a big preserve. Like hey. We're going to need space for them. And this move is how they're trained. The yeah, this is move around. Like I said, Stranger mm-hmm. Things, soft disclosure, little front running. Honeycomb Earth, man. I'm telling Hollow you, man. Earth, it's cryptids. For sure, man. For All sure. that shit's connected, dude. It has to be. Dude. It's, in some it's way. Real. I mean, or it's calling it into existence in that certain way. Mm-hmm. I well, that's to the a, other scary thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I listened to a. a uh, I think it was higher side chats the other day and I can't remember the guest name of the guy that was on, but um, he was talking about two different um, rain dances being done to call in rain by these two different shamans or, or uh, okay. native Americans. And um, the one does his rain dance and nothing happens. And the next <laughs> guy does his, and of course it rains and it rains for like three or four days. And he's like, how the hell did you do that? Right? Like, and so they start talking about it and the guy was like, well, I don't, you don't pray for rain. Rain already exists. So if you're calling to the powers out in uh, the ether, you don't say, I need rain. They go, well, rain's there. So he goes, you become rain praying to rain. You pray to it. You, you don't ask That's for intense. it. It's already there, right? And it's so, yeah. And so this this uh, guy that asked him that was like, oh, you know, I, I he, he's telling him on the podcast, he's telling Carl what he's like. Yeah, so I go, you know, I, I pick blueberries every year and this and that. And I usually bring an offering to the woods and like thank them for the blueberries and this and that. And he goes, the next time you do that, go be a blueberry thanking the blueberries. And the guy's like, this is fucking bananas. He's like, all right, whatever. I'm going to go do it. So he does it. He goes, I've never had a better yield. He's like, those blueberries were insane the next year. It's just like. Bonanza. Well, just the way that we think about things, right? Like the way that we go about like, you don't ask for it. It's already in existence. You don't, you know, you pray to it from that perspective of it, you know, you get that. I, I don't know. I mean, it's very meta and very deep and maybe uh, it takes a while of uh, meditation and practice, but it's it is intense. an interesting concept. Yeah. Of like, you know, you can't bring it into existence. It already exists type thing. I think was uh, where I kind of just, yeah, it stumped me for a minute. I was like, ah, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Like Ramdas says, you so, can't want anything because you already have it all. Right. Right. I am curious what you guys think all those pilots are seeing up in the skies. What is being oh, seen up? Like, take that I one? know that's that's a question. 
I have right. my theories, so many good accounts of I think it's the Japanese airlines coming into Alaska with the UFO that was playing chicken with them, um, you know, and and going from their altitude to above them. I don't know how many thousands or hundreds of thousands of feet to very low. And I mean, it, again, it's kind of how I got drawn back into Sasquatch. I was not a big believer in Sasquatch for mm -hmm. a long time. And I started listening to a lot of episodes okay. of hearing people in the woods that are hunters and that's all they do they're looking oh, to yeah. hunt right mm -hmm. so if they come back and again you know you don't you don't get overnight fame and success in your small town if you come out and say hey i saw sasquatch you get ridiculed right. so you don't generally come out and say anything about it unless you're just kind of like you know what i don't know what other recourse i have here like i that's just have right. to because it's the truth right so that's what i think percolates up or bubbles up from these people um that get on these shows and start telling their stories is that it's it's such a real encounter that they don't know what else to do mm -hmm. with it but they got to tell somebody and that's great because yeah. you're not alone i'm sure there's other people that are having similar encounters right um the pilots are the you're best trained. example yeah you're trained the pilots with the ufos exactly like the tic tac and the david fravers and david fraver and oh, yeah. all yeah, those exactly. guys uh, oh yeah i said that's the slow walk back roswell style they're trying to do but now, now they are I know. I think 2023, they're they're it's a dam that's just gonna break wide open. Yeah. I think uh, trying to tamp it down. It'll, it'll break hard. It's gonna break and, hard. Yeah. You know, those technologies, the problem is is they're gonna have to admit that those technologies are here. And uh, you know, if it if it is a mixture <laughs> a brand new game of <laughs> and they knew about game. it and we've been reverse engineering this, and let's say a percentage of them are really advanced black op crafts, which mm -hmm. I think to be the case, or some sort of advanced... Or breakaway uh, society, or the, yeah, the... Some kind of advanced... that, be that are uh, taking their new Ferrari of the sky out. And they're just trying to freak us out right. with... Who knows? Some kind of hologram. Maybe it's the X-Files and Project Blue Book, or not Project, Project Blue Beam. Mm -hmm. of leading us i don't know if you're familiar with that concept or watched a lot of x-files but that was a very big show for me growing up and the entire concept of the smoking man and how kind of all this misdirection is to yes there are extraterrestrials etc but what we're doing is we're manufacturing this to tell you about them so we can engineer the world to kind of be this unified as we go out and greet we right does that make sense because like that's population that's why, right yeah so there's like this whole America, kind of like England dangling Australia, a carrot. We're all nations, but if you're going to go meet a population of ETs, right, you come together as the mm -hmm. world. Well, and also right? then it we're was to weaponize. You it. would hopefully, yeah, to weaponize hopefully. the threat of extraterrestrials. To exactly, <clears throat> that was also the other part of it was to say, hey, we need it. Is the whole Ronald Reagan we need statement globalization, the it new was, world order? You remember Ronald Reagan's statement? The whole if yes. you know, if we knew about UFOs yeah. tomorrow, how quickly we'd all you know, yes, get right. on the same page and we'd all come realize together. how tiny well, we we'd are. We'd be high five and everyone, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, instantly like we got a band together. Yeah, instantly. So it, it's interesting. It makes yeah. you, you know, I've heard a lot of the different conspiracies and and accounts of. You know, meetings at, I think it's Edwards Air Force, Air Force Base in California with Eisenhower and the Treaty with the Greys and the EBEs oh, yeah. and That's the Eisenhower's exchange of story. human DNA for that and research. And I mean, it's, I you know, I don't know. It, there's just so much out there anymore. It's like, I keep paying attention, but uh, do I have a solid yes or no on it? I don't. I this, mean, but 
far as what we're seeing right now, the escalation of how many sightings and the different shapes and sizes, I feel like there's just something as far as just the sheer volume of sightings, something's going on. When Russia's shooting down a UFO or apparently they tried to. All the UFOs over in Ukraine, those stories, there's a ton of stories, dude. There's a ton going on right now. I did not. Know um, this that. was back more like a, a few months ago. There mm-hmm. were like continuous stories coming out of that area of like stuff being seen in the skies and just like, like what is that? Yeah, they're it's like weird stuff. coming to warn us. You know, hey, we're here. Or they're waiting to see Let's... somebody shoot off a nuclear bomb so they can disarm it midair with some laser beams. Right. I don't honestly, but well, my... I don't think we'll ever see a nuclear device detonated that way again. Hopefully. Oh, I hope not. But well, I mean, I don't think if they're times, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, Jeremiah. Go ahead. How many times the uh, like the missiles have been disarmed at a nuclear site? Right. By something oh. like flying around like that is just right. like holy mackerel. What was going on? Just but yeah. um, Beam my of favorite light. theory is Beep. like it's uh it's us from the future time traveling back to Man. certain periods. Sure, to I do was gonna say scene. sure. And we're the babies, I right? I was going to say. We're the babies, yeah. and they're the adults. And they're like, damn kids, we can't give you anything. How are we going to give you limitless power and knowledge? Like, <laughs> Exactly. It's going to kill yourselves. So yeah. I'm, But it also, you know, the whole time-traveling right. thought, the whole Rendlesham they're Forest. from the future. Right, Rendlesham Forest incident where the guy was like, they're time-traveling. So what if it's like they're monitoring us to make sure that we make it so that they make it type thing? Make oh, sure we're cool. on the right timeline, yeah. right? We're not shifting timelines yeah, yeah, yeah. like Loki. I mean, it's yeah. It, it, there's because we probably keep messing it up through the whole Mandela stuff. Like, wouldn't that be awesome if we well, kept like messing it up and they kept having to come back to like course correct right. things? What like if a real life video nuts. game for them? What if that's what CERN was doing? CERN is throwing Dude. us on these timelines, and oh we're ripping goodness. open space time, and all of a sudden we're just. Whoop, and that's why you're getting all these mandala effects and then craft, weird crafts, different shapes are constantly coming through as this veil is extremely thin because we're just literally making many black holes every time we're colliding particles. Mm. And that's why all cryptids, dog man, yeah. the weird yeah, things happening out on you know, Skinwalker I mean, I'll say Ranch. I, I, and it goes on and on. I was watching a video sure. the other day of a, um, you know, the uh, Oculus and all that. You can put on the AR set. Well, now oh, they, yeah, sure. they have it where you put that on and you're like standing on like Bikini Atoll and you hear this countdown. It's yes, I've 10, seen this one. Yeah. Nine, <laughs> oh, eight, and then a crazy. nuclear bomb sets off like miles away and when that shock wave hits mm-hmm. and then everything around you just looks like it's burning and probably will be soon uh-huh. yeah you don't think if there's a superior intellect uh being out there they're seeing this from <laughs> they're yeah, like dude. what the hell is that jeff we need to get down there you yeah, see what dude. they're doing <laughs> like what the hell are wrong with these guys they're on a good path and now they're Using it to blow themselves up. It's like they're, Joe Rogan with the hammer, you know. It up, dude. Yeah, you can use a hammer to build a shed, or you can hit yourself in the, you know, balls with it. Yeah. You know, it's how you use <laughs> it point. is up to you. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. God, it's oh my goodness. But yeah, it's it's just sure wild to is. think that we're not alone and know that we probably aren't as much as we think we are, and it's just 
I think one day that'll be the, just the men in black aha moment of Will Smith going into work like, oh yeah, of course there's aliens. Like, and, you know, just right. maybe one, maybe that is that like cliff. Like we've been running it for so long saying it doesn't exist. And one day we're just going to wake up tomorrow. And next thing you know, they're going to be like, yep, it's all real. And everybody will be cool with it. I think that might be this year. I mean, I would not I'm be hope, shocked. I really, that this kind of slow release since 2017 is kind of when it started with the New York times article. Uh, yeah, that uh, right right before Thanksgiving. Bob not many Lazar's, people. Bob were... Lazar's back, incredible again. Dude, mm-hmm. Bob Lazar, let's go. Right, his yeah. Bob his story Lazar's over back, time right. gets more and more credible. Well, because it never changes. Really, that he says all. start to come out as yep. yes. We have created uranium one thirty. Uh, the particle. Oh yeah, uh, he, yeah. He's like the David Icke of ufology. He says right. all these things where you're like, man, this guy just sounds so out to lunch. And then 20, 30 years later, you're like, you feel bad for thinking how uh, how insane some of the things sounded. Yeah. I remember reading The Biggest Secret going, this, this is like fiction. This is great yeah, fiction. I mean, fun. this guy is like just drawing it all together like it's real. And then you start watching it and you're going, oh, it's ha- what is this Nostradamus. It's just really wild, but um, it's also kind of interesting to to know that as a parent, as it seems sometimes, and maybe later mm. on is correlated, there are also the the people that you could tell until you're blue in the face, and they're like, oh, no, that can't be. No, there's no way there's a Sasquatch. There's no way there's a UFOs. There's no way any of this, right? Like the guy that moved out of Tom's house probably just didn't want to believe it. Is happening right in front of him. He's yeah. seeing it happen, he's, but it's against his religion, so he's out of there, Baptist right? Baptist like, minister. Right. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I don't have anything clouding me in that way, right? Like, I don't have anything that says you can't believe in this or can't believe in that, but also following evidence as much as possible, right? So when exactly. you guys were taking your, um, your you, you've taken these trips all over the place, right? You, you've gone on these strange roads all over the place. Yeah. Have there been times where something you've just either stumbled upon something or you had a situation where you just got freaked out and you're like, I don't know what's going on right now, but I want to get out of it. Anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh haven't gone public with some of those a little bit more. Into, okay. We're trying to find All a right. way to uh, right. work, right. work some uh, of I, – I can be kind of bare, I guess, basic with it. Uh, there's a property. It's whatever you want to share. Yeah, there's a property here in Ohio that um, has uh, basically white bison uh, that were moved from California. It's a herd of okay. of white buffalo, white buffalo that were brought to Ohio, and essentially our friend had kind of helped with the acquisition of the land and got different in, uh, this investor involved and Built brought the infrastructure this for brought the this herd right to Ohio, the hills, and through a series of events and different experiences um, that are just very, very odd and and kind of lined up with uh, it being important, we'll say, to uh, history. It could possibly have a mound and a temple on it, on the property. Uh, And the fact that these bison and this herd are on this particular property and some of the things that we think may or may not be on this property and buried, uh, potentially artifacts, potentially, um, it's a large 
piece of land too. And it's just been a little frustrating because we've been on a, a little bit of a dead end with it um, and really trying to get ourselves back out there to kind of keep this mystery alive for me at least uh, i, I like won't being let halfway through a hardy boys yeah you know you don't right oh man. you hate yeah. to be on the cliffhanger yep. of it and uh <clears throat> really um i think from mike and and kyle's perspective coming from the the vantage point of how we got to here we're doing this in, in general right like yeah i don't do this so that's why like oh that's great you're cool I, I do it so i get to talk to you so i get to talk to tom so i get I just love these conversations, right? And that's what I want to oh, be dropped exactly, into. Yeah. And so that's why <clears throat> yeah. I get jazzed up about it is because I know the intent and the direction that both of these guys come from and, and again, where we came from to get here um, at this point. And so it's more of just um, knowing the added uh, amplification, whether that it doesn't have to be even like in notoriety or people knowing about it, but how can we help this get this message out uh, in whatever fashion that is, right? So I think that's where uh, I know Mikey gets, um, he, yeah, you're like halfway through the mystery, right? Yeah, it's and, tough to be that yeah. stuck in the middle. And, and Serpent Mound's mm -hmm. similar. Like we've had experiences out there that are just like unbelievable. And that's why I kind of keep oh, going really? back to there um, yeah, and just sensing great. that it's like changing uh, my consciousness that – it actually is a machine for elevating your higher self and your higher purpose. And I've used oh, wow. it to, um, through, you know, getting to know myself. I found my biological family uh, a few years back. And yeah, it's like an activator, right? It, it totally turns you put, on put and me on that you up path. And, and uh, gets people moving. You know, I found out I had uh, four brothers and sisters that I never knew I had. Um, wow. I found my biological mother, found out their family history, that they actually had a house that went back to the Revolutionary War in Adams County, right down the road from Serpent Mound. So here's some of the strange road. So that's part of that, like the road to get to yeah. what I'm doing, what we're doing now. I was a lot of like figuring out who the hell I was and how I fit mm -hmm. in with. The fact that I landed in this small town and you should, grew up with you. You should tell them the story you told <laughs> me. Um, just the other day about um if you want to shooting at ross's house when he was like oh yeah i just wanted to ask you who's the lady oh yeah i could share this story this is kind of cool this had me going um, pretty good i was like i've never heard but again this. ross is a part of this journey this strange ross hamilton ross hamilton if you know ross hamilton you asked about giants earlier it, jeremiah yeah if, if you okay. want uh some pretty good insight on that mike you can probably point you that way too but um yeah ross is a pretty good resource ross hamilton yeah he's pretty much the og of giants research he's one of the yeah, I, I have heard that name yeah so like uh yeah tell me your story the um a uh, lot of guys that have written giants books kind of give props to him as an inspiration or even bring him in to write the preface of their books uh if you're into it eventually you find him and right and meet mm -hmm. him so that was kind of i saw him and jeffrey wilson speak at one of Terry and Tom's uh, events, Serpent Mountain Star Knowledge, years back and introduced myself. And we had the chance to interview him uh, like a year and a half ago. And we showed up to his house with a bunch of gear, cameras, lights. And uh, it was myself, Stoner, and our buddy, uh, Sam, Sam Thompson. Shout out to Sammy. Sam, boy. what's up? And Ross is not 
you know, just a kind of open, in-tune guy, has had multiple different types of lives, was in a psychedelic rock band back in the day, and what? at one point was uh, had a guru in India and had had gone through kind of this uh, spiritual training. Yeah. And that's kind of how he got led into the earthworks and the spirituality and trying to figure out the archaeoastronomy and the religion of what ancient people in Ohio were doing because what he had learned about ancient India and other cultures, he was seeing all these things pop up here in Ohio. So he just went down a rabbit hole and had written books on Serpent Mound and a book called The Tall Ones, which is about his, uh, this, you know, ancient race of giants that ruled in Ohio and had very advanced technology and farming. And, um, and so we got to interview him and kind of wrapped up the shoot, had a great time, spent all day with him. And then Christmas Eve, uh, so my mother, uh, my, uh, adopted mother, which is my mom, uh, passed away, I think like hmm. almost nine, eight, nine years ago now. Uh, and so, uh, no, I'm sorry. I just know because it was my 30th birthday, I think. Well, Shanti, uh, my daughter just turned nine. So 2013 the, when she was born 10 days later. Right? So eight years, it's been a while. So we leave and on New Year's, uh, Christmas Eve, I get a text from Ross Hey, you know, I was just curious out of the blue, just curious about uh, the woman that was with you guys that day for the shoot. Uh, oh, you know, no. give me a call back sometime. I just I just felt like, you know, that was just wondering who she was. I'm me like, too. there was no woman with wow. us or at all with you. And my mother pa passed away on the day after Christmas, Yep, which would have been mm -hmm. like four years before that. And so. I said, hey, Ross, do you care if I give you a buzz real quick? And I call him. I said, hey, Ross. And he says, uh, he says, yeah, you know, this, this, there's this woman with you guys. And she was just looking at you. And she was just so happy oh, what wow. you were doing and was just beaming and looking at me and looking at you. And she was just so proud of you. And I said, there was no woman on our production. There was no one on our crew. And he says, oh, okay, well. You know, I thought it was kind of weird because she had uh, light coming out of her hands and kind of behind her. And I just thought that was kind of strange. <laughs> and I said, well, Ross, I think you met my mom. He's like, now, OK, now, you know, that makes sense. <laughs> OK, because Warm. she was so happy. And I said, well, you're mm. a big part of, you know, she knew how much. Yeah. That I wanted to meet you and do this interview. So yeah. oh, wow. she was oh, yeah. definitely going, day, right? oh, my gosh, this is amazing. So we that were over cool. Christmas Eve, and that was even wild. My wife it was, was the next just day. like, hey, you should just stop by Mike and uh, his parents. I'm it like, no, Christmas they're having day, Christmas, yeah. you know. And my wife's like, no, we should go. And then we stop over there, and the next day we were driving back to Columbus, and uh, I got a text from Mike, and he's like, hey. He's like, she just passed. I was like, what? Yeah. Like, you know, just one of those weird mm. – Again, synchronicities of timing of, but you know, it's just strange. Yeah, wild. That, uh, he was. He was a. It was a personal, just a, a quick message to me. It wasn't like him trying to push any of the that. He <coughs> honestly just wanted to know who the person was in I his house. Too. I would have said and the same thought it thing. was odd that there was this yeah. light. 
I'd be like, by uh, the way, there was a lady with glowing hands, and can we talk but, about it? But I just got chills immediately, and was it's just what kinda, a fantastic story. Kind of freaked right? out. It's amazing, right? Yeah, Mikey's got a little bit of magnetism too. Like he pulls in, kind of. Uh, he he is be, all. He doesn't know it, but he has kind of created the strange road beyond mm, his awareness, right? Because he does pull in such unique personalities and. You know, before I had any idea who Ross Hamilton was or Tom Johnson or Jeff Wilson, Mike did, right? Like, he was like, hey, I just met this guy and he told me this and this. I'm like, wait, what? You know, 100 miles an hour. And it's just, he's built up such a knowledge base over the years from doing all of this that, I mean, I have my own experience with what I've, you know, looked into and researched, but Mikey's got his own kind of aspect too. So kind of combining, yeah, we have overlapping and some, you know, personal interest, but... uh I think that's kind of been the blend. We also get a lot of influence from uh, Kyle and his, uh, you know, curiosities as well. And, you know, from people that send in a comment, hey, what do you think about this? We'll ask about that. Cool. That's great. I didn't know about that. That's awesome. Put it on my radar, you know. Yep. Um, like I said, there's a lot to try to pay attention to and keep track of that. It can get very overwhelming. And I don't want to get siloed into just looking at one aspect and you know it sounds like you don't either you're like you know uh, van meter monster bigfoot we talk about uh mothman you can get into the loveland frogman you know what i mean like there's such a oh, broad expanse yeah. to look at never had a cryptid that's, experience i haven't either that's one like, thing i hope what's fun about it for me is you know you get a comment or someone sends you an email and then that just sends you down a, a crazy rabbit trail and yep. like you know i i read a <clears throat> a line in one of david weatherly's books about iowa cryptids about this thing called the iowa bigfoot information center and then i was like wait what's this i've never heard there of this is in one? Des Moines. well that's the thing so I looked and I couldn't find anything about it on the internet. It sent me on this like four month, like crazy putting stuff up on walls with red lines and like figuring it out. <laughs> Charlie. Um, yeah. It's exactly like the meme. That's, that's what I was trying to that's reference. Great. So pretty much what it ended up being was there were the, all these Bigfoot sightings in the late seventies. And I found this out through, um, through a lot of reading newspaper articles through that right um from that time but uh pretty much the iowa bigfoot information center was a group of um gentlemen in their 20s that would that were taking all the bigfoot reports and they would meet in this guy's garage cool. so it wasn't but they okay. were trying to raise money to create it it never got made but the crazy thing about it is that, and I'm really summarizing it. And give, if you want to hear the whole story, I have an episode about it on Bigfoot Society. Cool. Yeah. I end up absolutely. The the two main guys that headed up. Turns out one of them lived really close to me, but I never knew he was there. And then he had passed the year before. So that I'm looking on his online obituary page. And as I'm about to totally like give up, I look at it again and the other guy has just commented on the page, the co-owner or the co-owner of the research back in the late seventies. Nice. So this guy is still alive, 
And I'm like, holy mackerel, I got to wow. find this guy. You got to do it. Yeah. Because he's like almost 90 years old and like he could be gone soon. Right. So it turned into this crazy like Googling everywhere and like leaving random phone messages on people's machines that I could find right. in public record. And eventually he he called me back and he's like, That's nice. who are you? And who, <laughs> who are like, you? I haven't talked about Bigfoot in 50 years. And I wow. this guy from Iowa is like, hey, you were doing this <laughs> and you great. talked to this guy and took this. Blown me up. In the late 70s, it became the Lockridge monster of Lockridge, Iowa. And it's a really big deal. And like, Whoa. what's the Iowa Bigfoot Information Center? He's like, dude, you got it. Like, like this pumped the jets a little bit. Or wow. let's pump the brakes. And like, he's like, okay, I just want to make sure you're cool. And like let's talk about it. And so we had a great conversation about what it really was. And like, I found out all this information about that wasn't on the internet about this time period from a main source that was actually there. And now he's almost in his nineties. Wow. That's really cool. And then Dude. I ended up presenting about it at the Van Muter visitor festival that, uh, later that year. So that's cool. Uh, the recording of that is in a episode of Bigfoot society, but like, that's a good example of a time where, you can really go deep into some of this stuff and yeah, but man, you just go after it and it's so much fun. Like that's what I love is just going after stuff and figuring it out, you know? Yeah. And Put the puzzle together. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. He's like, who the heck are you? And what, what yeah. are you? <laughs> who are you young man? <laughs> he's like, How did you get my number? And what do you, I haven't talked about Bigfoot in like 40, 50 years. Was, Dude, good for you. That's like a piece of history <laughs> that you just brought to the world. It is. Yeah. And someday yeah. someone will go back and because of you, they're going to know about this story. Yeah. So, I mean, that Keeping right there pieces of has to fulfill your soul. Yeah. That alone to keep doing what you're it, doing. It, it really does. And I can't wait until I'm like almost 90 and some right. guy tracks me down. It's like, hey, you used to talk to dudes about Bigfoot. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right, dude. Easy. Yeah. That's funny. That's hey, even I'll be that. Hey, you're that dude that won't shut the hell up about mounds. <laughs> hey, they'll come knocking. That's, One day. Yeah, they, they will, dude. They will. They'll drop out That's of their awesome. AR, VR reality, whatever it is. Oh God! Yeah, I yeah. think about what it's going to be like. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. I don't know. I mean, everything accelerates so much quicker than it ever did before, and it's only going to yeah. keep doing that. It's like computing power, right? Like processing power just gets better and better and better. So, I know it. By extension, we get better and better and better gear and tech, and yep. but it's it's wild. It's it's a it's a fine line to walk of getting lost with it. We haven't discovered the spiritual technology that I, I spiritual think technology. the sound, the, have you seen this more, stuff with mushrooms you know, and the they plug them in and creating uh, batteries? No, to speakers and like the mushrooms oh, and how they send signals through the okay. network turns into sound waves and, it's amazing. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of, you know, really interesting wow. research in both the psychedelic and the just mycological study of mushrooms in general um, going wow. on. And I think we are, maybe you're right, Mike, maybe 2023 it happens because we are seeing a lot of, uh, it's never thought I would see in my lifetimes of psychedelic research, uh, uh, marijuana legalization, um, not broadly, but, you know, again, these things gaining traction that used Michigan's to be. Michigan's legal now. You can't think that far out of the box, right? Like you can't go that far. Like 
Yeah, and even psychedelic mushrooms being uh, legalized in certain uh, states. Oakland. I think uh, Oregon. Oregon. Right, totally decriminalized. So Colorado. I think you're seeing some really sure. big, shocking yeah. movements in just that landscape alone of, like uh, Hancock always says, like they're they're policing the ability for you to elevate your consciousness. Like, yeah. what the hell is that about? Like, it's, 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 it's really funny because, um, yeah, I think uh, the minds are becoming open that's and the final frontier right there you're going to um, learn more about psychedelic astronauts psychedelics are are going to be dmt yeah. realm whatever that that's yeah. the microscope that's the, the, the instrument uh, the dmt elves that's the instrument for the mind and consciousnesses mm-hmm. those are technologies that's what i, I say i call it a, it's find one of those technology. studies and sign up for it that strassman or whoever does it puts it on where i they were doing it at one point you could sign up for these dmt experiments and they were doing like intravenous administration of certain doses of just like i mean people you're like, being monitored right and there's no like medical ill health effects right but you better have somebody there when you let go of reality uh, well, it's or all you know with it, a doctor it changes and and uh nurse practitioners were there no yeah i know there's a full staff medical, don't get me yeah. wrong but i'm saying like that you're gonna need it for i mean i w- i would think you'd need to be strapped to the chair or to the bed you need to be comfortable put it that way because aren't they trying to they're trying to like map the realm that everyone God, man, was so the dmt realm that sentence mm-hmm. yeah right yeah, and well, they're yeah. doing a pretty good job of it with Whip. the fractals. That's wild, man. And the the fractal yeah. video chemical technology. chemical receptors for it, you know? But, you know, those fractal videos that keep going deeper and deeper. Oh, yeah, yeah, that keep kind deep. of digging down and zoom in endlessly, yeah, like, like infinity. It's like a Mandelbrot set. Are you familiar with those at all, Jeremiah? Absolutely not, no. Um, oh God, was it the guy that wrote? Um, he was Arthur C. Clarke, I believe okay. so. And this is back in the day when they had to bring it by satellite, I think. It was like him and Carl Sagan and Stephen Hawking. And he ran a computer program on his computer. And if you want to look at some, you could go on YouTube and type it in. Mandelbrot, M-A-N-D-E-L-B-R-O-T. Mandelbrot set. It's a mathematical data point set that infinitely loops and keeps. It's kind of like the whole tool that like uh, uh, um, the Fibonacci sequence of life with plants and how there'll be a leaf and then two and then three and then four and then how it keeps replicating Mm -hmm. out and um but it's these fractal patterns but um it is something that yeah just kind of connects with that whole dmt world of maybe it's just a higher mathematics than we currently can understand of what our brain can do type thing right like wow we can really actually connects to that wow i mean it's it's wild but yeah if you Check it out. Arthur C. Clarke and Mandelbrot sets is great. Blowing my mind. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't Mine's know. blown after this one. I was about to say, I think I'm thoroughly blown. <laughs> Van Meter Van Monster. Van Meter Monster. That's, I, oh, it's, guys. I've never gotten a be. real clear story. So thank you yeah. so much for yeah. like you, you sharing that. Van Meter Visitor. It's the Van Meter Visitor. Van Meter, oh, the Visitor. Van Meter Visitor. I'm sorry. You got, You're right. There's so you many it. monsters. Right. So many I know. Like, Van Meter Van Meter Visitor. It's like I'll never I mess that like up Circleville, again. Uh, Van Meter. Visitor. I will never mess that up again. VV. Um, it's like VMV, Circleville, dude. Ohio. If VMV. you show up and say I'm here for the Pumpkin Fest, people know that you're not from Circleville, Ohio. If you show oh, up and say I'm, I'm here for the Pumpkin Show, yeah, they know you're they know. from there. Yep, exactly. So then you're legit. Van Meter legit. Visitor. And and you know I have yeah. seen the T-shirts and and stickers of 
the Van Meter Visitor, and we saw a bunch at Crypticon, but oh, I yeah, never dude. really got like it's super super popular. Like the Flatwoods Monster, Loveland Frog. Oh yeah, yeah. Van yeah. Meter Visitor is was in a yeah. lot of artwork. So uh, the, Sherman, I mean, someone keeps talking about it, dude. Yep. Yeah. Dude, absolutely. I think you're the catalyst. You may I, be well, one I of the. Be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> I don't doubt it at all because I know you've been a speaker at conferences, other conferences where you've you've been invited to speak just on the Van Meter Visitor. That's awesome. So far, yeah. So far, the main one has been um, the uh, just at the festival, but. I do get to do the the uh, podcast live at Seth Breedlove's. Uh, that's Monster what I was Fest thinking. Oh, cool! In June, yes, which, that's going to be fun. I'm looking forward that's to that. That's cool. Uh, Where is that at? That's in Canton, Ohio. Canton, Canton, Canton Ohio. Yeah. Okay. And that brings up Jer- Jeremiah. Is there anything you want to uh, sign off with? Anything you want to promote? Uh, yeah. Is there, yeah. Is there any uh, thing? What do you got going on and coming up? You're going to be speaking. So you know, some cool stuff. Well, um, the the main area you can go to get like where my stuff is or listen to Bigfoot Society if you want, you know, check it out. You can go to BigfootSocietyPodcast.com. All the links are there. Uh, You can find Bigfoot Society as a podcast on most uh, platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. Uh, Check it out. I'm on all the different social media platforms. Um, if you're on TikTok, follow me there. Get involved. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on. Bigfoot Thought Society. But uh, yeah, uh, next thing I have on my schedule is uh, Monster Fest coming up in Canton, Ohio, with uh, being put on by Small Town Monsters. It's uh, early June, so make sure you get your ticket for that. Uh, also, be at the Van Meter Visitor Festival in Van Meter, Iowa, September 30th of this year. And um, yeah, maybe some other stuff, but those are the things I have planned. So uh, my vi- my listeners, make sure that you check out The Strange Road, uh, subscribe to their YouTube, and I'll have all the links in uh, the show notes for this episode. Make sure you are listening and watching these guys because they're going places So. Oh, oh man, thank you. Thanks, Appreciate Jeremiah. that. I I feel like it's reciprocated on the and, other side more. And we uh, feel the same about yeah. you, dude. You are absolutely Thanks. crushing hitting it. it, hitting it, and, and getting after it. We look at you for what you're doing as inspiration for. Oh, absolutely. Where we where we want to take uh, our next Word. level and and steps. But uh, all of Jeremiah's social media links are copied in our description. Yep. Of this stream and will be uh, when the audio version comes out. You'll we'll be make seeing sure me uh, tweeting out everything. his stuff on Twitter. Yep. So if you follow me or uh, follow uh, The Strange Road on Twitter, um, I will be reposting his stuff as well because, yeah. again, just trying to amplify that reach. And there's going to be people that want to read it if I want to read it, right? Absolutely. And um, for Jeremiah's go. listeners, uh, you can follow us on all social media platforms at yep. The Strange Road. Instagram, um, Bub nice. underscore Ranley, um, Bub Ranley on Twitter um mikey leesner on instagram and then we have a facebook group coming out so uh keep an eye out for that Uh, yeah we we, uh definitely have drawn some inspiration from your facebook group cryptids of the corns facebook group so we feel like that's a a great way for uh reaching out yeah you can also follow kyle 
on uh, Instagram. Yep. Kyle and Stonard on Insta. He uh, oh, yeah, does some Kyle. rad stuff. Yep. He does some very Pull cool stuff. Kyle. Kyle does some incredible photography and uh, mini RC car videos. Mini RC truck. Yeah, off like lately. That. Yeah, like wow. four wheel drive road, and it's 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 pretty cool. And now I keep <laughs> right. seeing them in my Insta feed. Mike is a uh, Mike and Kyle have unleashed me on Instagram, and yep. I'm going wild with it, so I've had to rein it in. But, uh, yeah, that's where you can find us on social media. Yeah. And if you go on and listen to us on uh, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, all wherever, those, all please, those places, please leave us a message, comment, hit the like button, what have you. Leave a review, please, or a five-star if you can. And uh, we oh, appreciate sure, everybody dude. watching us. And yeah. can't thank Jeremiah enough for yeah coming on tonight. It's and everybody that was watching live at home or in the chat. If Kyle was hitting you back up on the keys back there, I hope you guys had fun. Mikey, what do you got? Yeah, I just want to, again, Jeremiah, thank you so much. This has been such a rad conversation. We appreciate your time and and giving us the nod. And, uh, man, we'll stay in touch. Yeah, yeah. And we'll be in contact. Keep following everything you're doing. And I think uh, maybe we get a Bigfoot research organization yes. going out sometime. We go on a, a collaborative well, camp out. Yes. Absolutely. Meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Let us know. Oh. We will. We have cameras. We can bring cameras. Yeah. We that, have that's a little, true. You got the set We've got yeah. some cameras. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hot mic. Hot mic. We'll put one on throughout <laughs> the night. We'll catch it. We're going to get it. Nice. But you see me running. I saw something. <laughs> that's right. You, you got it. <laughs> see me booking. I saw something. well that's Uh, it for us guys yeah thank you for everybody that's watching at home uh we will uh be back for more awesome episodes and more stuff we got more coming keep following jeremiah and absolutely see you jeremiah see you dudes see you buddy